How you doing today? It's Jamal out here on the radio, you feel me? Up in the mix with De La Photo, the truth, man. Listen to shit, it's always popping and it gets you rocking. Shooting up the club with all these bitches, rubber dub. edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Nar, Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude that you thought I was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Kulo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, and the fucking baby whisperer. Mm-hmm. Welcome to yeah. one of the last episodes of 2019 of, of, of the, the decade <laughs> of Up in the Mix. We're coming in hot, lost in the sauce. We've got a special panel here with us this week. Mm-hmm. But first of all, Caesar, how did your week go? Uh, week was pretty good. Took uh, took a day off to take the baby, take Leia to her appointment, and just chill with her all day. And I love those days because we don't do shit. Nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice. We just hang out, and she got her like last round of shots for a while which is kind of cool and yeah that's about it and just finishing wedding shit that i've been doing and winter time scuffing into the, season into the year stuff yeah christmas time almost christmas time almost done with all my presents just been fucking disney plus in it hard <laughs> smashed all the x-men seasons about to go on to darkwing duck nice you know mandalorian and there's just so much good tv we talked about so, so we'll talk about that later yeah mm-hmm. but how was your week my week was all right. The kids, today was the first, or this was the first shitty week behavior-wise. Kids were wilding out, and, like, I, I got angry and, like, really mad for the first time. Where I'm, like, questioning why I'm doing this. <laughs> I do that every day on my work. <laughs> I have to give the standardized test to all of the eighth graders. And, like, this kid just, he's like, I don't, I'm not taking it. Like, it's just like, it's like, fuck this. This is fucking stupid. I'm like, hey, man, like, you have to take this. Mm-hmm. So... If you don't want to do it today, when you come here tomorrow, they're going to take you in the office in the back. You're going to sit down and do this until you finish it. And he's like, this is mm. fucking blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want to do here? Because also when they're on the computer doing that, they know exactly like the idle time and yeah. everything like that. And like that. they can't, because like, he was like trying, he kept getting mad because like he was just trying to guess on all the answers. But like the program will be like, you're answering too fast and it freezes your computer. Then I have to go like to my desk and unfreeze it and like tell it like, hey, like every time you do that, it's going to freeze it. And then I'm going to have to unlock it. So like, can you just try and mm-hmm. do this test to get it over with? Every other, there's like, you know, 12 other kids in there so and then the whole for like three hours he's just bitching and moaning getting up and storming out of the room like cussing like making a scene i'm just like whatever like okay bro he comes in sits down puts his head down i'm going to sleep all right you know that's cool like i'm not even like reacting to what he's doing everyone else is just testing and this is that's going on for like three hours other kids are fucking around so yeah it was a frustrating thursday thursday morning 
Damn, that sucks. And then this one kid lied to you about doing work, right? And he wasn't? Another kid lied, and then I looked it up and like showed him because there's track records of it. And he just lost it when I could, like, caught and he got caught in a lie. So he's just like, I'm like, oh my God, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, this just, is, mm-hmm. these battles are so minuscule, but are causing so, like, I, yeah. that I, I can't even care about. I just want you to do your work. I'm not, it's not like I'm getting mad. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you didn't do your work. And they're like, yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Look, there's proof. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, and they just, like, it's, I didn't say, yeah. like, <laughs> What are we here for, man? It's not like the dog could eat it now, you know? Yeah, like, what are we here for, bro? I'm trying to help yeah. you. Like, I guess fuck me, though. Yeah. But anyways, it's so, almost Christmas time. So yeah, at I'll least this is like, this is like you know, out of the whole year, especially at the new place. Right. That this has been, especially with all these troubled kids that you have. Yeah. That so that's this why is I was like, like one okay. Day, one day out of. This is one day. Better than those fucking kids wearing fucking blankets to school and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I, like, there's walking. nothing I can do at that point. You know, mm-hmm. it's just almost like, okay, like, what do you, like, what, you know? Do you want to go <laughs> what, back, like, back to jail? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, what, so what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Do you want to, like, you know, you can, you just want to go sit down and just not do anything every day and get, we all know the consequences, or and then you're gonna get mad at the consequence, like none that none of us have control over. You should have a blanket in there and a little bear just in case they get a little too. Well, that's why know. some of them, you know, do get sent to uh, detention facilities. Yeah, it's and like, just be like, yo, if you want to be, a, if you want to be the baby, like bro, we all know, like I'm getting an email to check it, like it's gonna check in on your progress mm-hmm. to someone important that's gonna decide your fate. So, what do you want me to tell them? Yeah, do you want me to tell them about this, or that you just sat here and did work? And we didn't have any problems. Mm-hmm. See you in the next 45 days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they're just gone the next day. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Who do we have, Sean? We have a special guest. A panel. A panel of, of experts. Of expertise here in the genre of hip-hop music. Urban music if you're racist. <laughs> um, we, have, we have Monica Thompson. <laughs> we have Brad Wright. Mm-hmm. And we have Ian Watson, Watson. Watson, Watson. All returning guests to the yes. show. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome. Hey. hey. Coming in hot today. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Oh, pretty good. How about you guys? Feeling good. Yeah. I'm good. All of us stimulating the economy with our Black Friday deals. Oh, so uh-huh. much Black Friday. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Some more than others buying appliances, obviously. Adulting. Yeah. I don't adult that hard. But uh, it's end of 2019. We're not going to be specific. You all know. It's the end of the decade, end of the year. So we're just going to talk about the favorite things in hip-hop and the culture for the last decade or so. Like, mm-hmm. just give our opinions, talk about our favorite albums, favorite songs, favorite moments. When you say uh, or so, we can actually dip in a little bit before. I mean, I mean <laughs> whatever you want, Brad. Yeah, Thank follow you. your heart. We're, we're on we're Thank up you. the mix. Yeah. It's not like an editor is going to be like, you know what? That actually was 2009. So. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm going to call him. That's what it. I was trying to avoid is somebody sending you guys a tweet or something. Like, I, I, I encourage that. Yeah. I, want, I want people to care that much about our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just petty ass people correcting us. Just outwoke each other. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, actually, like you guys were talking about, that happened in like 2012, and you guys said 2016, so, mm. I mean, fact check, please. Like, yeah. fake news is real. <laughs> oh, and I got something about that later in the show, too. It's fucking wild ass shit. You're not going to remember. Oh, I will. So what was everyone's Black, what was everyone's Black Friday, you know, favorite purchase? Can I go first? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. 
Uh, <laughs> I got all new appliances and cabinets for my kitchen. So I got an oven, I got a fridge, a dishwasher, and wall and base cabinets. What color are the cabinets? Uh, gray. Ooh. And the appliances are black stainless steel. Ooh, gray and black, a little moody. That modern, so that modern decor. Mm-hmm. Gas range? No, I don't. I have an old house, so I just uh, have electric. Still, that's still nice. fresh though. Yeah, yeah. So nice. Mm-hmm. What kind of refrigerator? Uh, a Samsung. It was too big, so we had to take off the doors on the fridge to get it in the house. To get it in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and then had to put the doors back in. Does it have a huge iPad on there too? No, I think those are so stupid. I don't like the smart fridges. smart fridge those where they like tell you you need milk and be tight. <laughs> yeah, or like you're like on social media on your fridge. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not worried about that part. <laughs> but I'm just like, yo, you need some fucking oat milk. Yeah, you know how I do that now? My eyes tell me when I fucking open the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, but how many times have you been to the store and you're like, shit, I can't remember. Do I have never, milk? Never, because I have Now I can see list. the inside of my refrigerator. No, I never, that never happens to me because it's 2019 and I do all my shopping online where I go pick it up <laughs> at the fucking store. So I just add it to I've my list. I've done that once and mm. I don't, yeah. It, I like, like it, but also it makes it, me I'm, it's, it's way more efficient. I spend less money. I buy, it's like... I buy less random things, and I usually, like, eat everything I buy, like, cook everything I buy. And you can repeat purchase, too. Yeah, and I just go through the history. So, no, Brad, I don't know what that's like. (laughs) Uh, It's great. uh, Shout out to Rayleigh's. uh, (laughs) Rayleigh's is the shit, though. You do get the, the good one. People go to Wally World and shit with that fucking. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's like every every other Monday at 3.30, I have my like almost standing appointment. Like the chick that works there knows me and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, can you do that you at Costco? Week? No. <laughs> no. I dread yeah. going to Costco every time. <laughs> but yeah. Nice. So uh, cabinets, refrigerator. Snowboarding gear. All hey, new, all fresh. Adulting super hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seemed like a lot. Is everything of, installed? A lot of ducats. Uh, it was self-installed. Ooh. So the dudes brought it in, but then we had to install it. It's not too bad. It's kind of like plug-and-play stuff. Yeah, it was. Well, I didn't do it, but I hear it wasn't hard. Salute, Shout salute out. to Dre. Shout salute. out to Dre. <laughs> salute to Dre. <laughs> this is for you and the I was there the for pups. moral support. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like yeah. that's that's real life homeownership <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Increasing the value. Yeah. What about you, Ian? I uh, went crazy on the Rhyme Sayers website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says wearing his brother Ali brother beanie. Ali. Yeah, five bucks. beanie. Five bucks, brother Ali beanie. Bars. Uh, <laughs> nah, I mean I got a few records. Got evidences. Uh, Cats and dogs. Got the Step Brothers album, the first one. Um, Aesop Rock, the Impossible Kid, and Dem Atlas, Bad Actress, and evidences beat tape. I got it on a tape. And that's the thing you say records with on vinyl, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just for them youngins out there. Right. Did you guys see that? No, that's actually like, records outpaced yeah, the sales. I was going to say this that. Year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The first time in like thirty years or yeah. forty because years. Millennials have money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Records stuff. are cool, man. You got to you got to listen to something while you eat your avocado toast. <laughs> yeah. And no one has CD players anymore. No. It's it's fun to actually have to stop and flip the record over. Mm-hmm. That's so convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call it fun. <laughs> it's cool though it does keep you more engaged yeah i know the inserts and the artwork are cool too i mean yeah because like it's a lost art for album covers yeah and like the photography and even if you get like a graphic designer to do things for you and it's just just a lost art that i yeah. i dearly miss it's like a big cool canvas of just mm-hmm. yeah i mean we all re- remember those iconic 
album covers from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like reading the inserts. CD covers, but yeah. like, I miss reading the inserts because, like, actually, no, I got one of the records and I was like looking at who produced the stuff because when you download stuff, it doesn't tell yeah. you that. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Who produced it? Who, who wrote like, the song? Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, the features. Or actually, well, at I mean, Tower Records, that's how I found a lot of the music was Tower. you would see. You know, they give a special thanks to certain artists mm-hmm. and things like that for helping them out. So you're like, oh, who's that? I'm going to check it out. Next thing you know, you're a fan. <laughs> now there's just an algorithm telling you that. I yeah. know. <laughs> Skynet. When I used to be into punk music, when I was an angsty youngin', um, <laughs> <laughs> they used to have books like on the inside mm-hmm. of the CD covers, and I got really into veganism through that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shout out. Look at how much power's been taken away from these artists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they have to do this through Instagram. Yeah. Well, they don't make anything. And tickety talks. Yeah, tickety talks. <laughs> <sighs> what about you, Sea Salt? Actually, I did not go Black Friday shopping at all. Ooh. Yeah. Did you get your sales throughout the year? Yeah, and also <laughs> I have a job, so I had to work. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Caesar, did you get anything on Black Friday? Oh, yeah, you did. I bought myself a, like a $300 bag that was on special for 50% off. I've been wanting to get like this French bag called Coat and Sell for a long time. And I finally was like, hey, let's go through them and see if what's on special. And there was one for 50% off, so got to get that dad deal and shit. Nice. Got to buy diapers and formulas with the other money. I realized I did kind of buy something for. Uh, it wasn't on Black Friday, but it was like a sale because of that. I got a new bookcase for my room so I could put. It fits my plant I got. Mm. <laughs> what kind and of plant? And a humidifier. Mm-hmm. So the plant I got, I got a couple months ago at my grandmother's fil- funeral. It's a li- huge ass lily. Huge. It's fucking. I don't know. Four, the, the leaves are like four feet long. So it didn't fit anywhere like i didn't have a big enough space for it so i finally bought this like little modern chic bookcase it's all asymmetrically designed Mm. and and a humidifier (laughs) to also because it's a tropical plant and it needs Mm. humidity and a humidifier and put put all that together last weekend and that'll be good for your sleep as well yes yes Mm -hmm. the humidifier is nice especially once it gets uh colder and drier and as we move into winter yeah, it's, I need more bookcases as well. That's the thing I need to get this springtime. A lot of books, a lot of records. You could just get a Kindle. A Kindle? Mm-hmm. I, I like physical <laughs> books. Like, I can't. I, no, I've is, never read a digital book in my life. There's some that you could do digitally, but there's just some that I like to have and like reread again and just like a physical. It's hard to read it on the screen for a long time, mm-hmm. too. Especially when I'm on the screen for work and on the screen for right. photography, like it's good to have something break. physical. You need a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never read a digital book in my life. You guys are crazy. <laughs> you no. can have a bookmark. I think you're outnumbered. Mm-hmm. You could do yeah. that on the Kindle. You could bookmark anything. It's not the mm-hmm. same. You don't have to hold the pages open. Brad, you can have like whales you're outnumbered. On your That's like a thing. No, you guys <laughs> yeah. are just old. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brad supports the future when his new doorbell keeps sending him messages. <laughs> when there's a fucking dog walking, your, their neighbors walking their dog, and it's like, oh, somebody's say, here. Honestly, like if, if it's a book that means something to me, I'll buy the paperback. But yeah, other like than like that, the Wu Tang book, exactly. Like, but like it, like anything decoded, else, if like, I'm just reading for like entertainment for for that week, there's no way I'm gonna spend the extra money. But that's why I like because I like giving cards. books to other people mm-hmm. too. Yeah. library mm-hmm. so like after i read a book if i'm not going to read it again like i usually like gift it to someone else mm-hmm. oh i guess that's a good reason that's the only 
good reason I've heard so far. <laughs> but it's, no, it's totally because I'm old. It's totally because I'm old. I had a, I was, I bought like a first generation mm-hmm. video Kindle as soon as they came out, whatever that was, 2010, and I. That like download. I had like a book subscription that I never used. I used that thing to play games and to watch Netflix on. It's like easier mm-hmm. to forget about it too. Yeah, it's that's on your true. phone. Yeah. Like it's not sitting there. For yeah. yeah, I have a stack of like I have one book I, I, I can read two at a time. So I have two books I'm reading, and then the next book I'm going to read sitting on my nightstand. Do you do a nonfiction and a fiction? You something like that. Like it's usually something for pleasure and something to learn something. Yeah, I'll do like a sport one and a story one. Fiction, probably. Mm-hmm. And I, each day I come home and read for 20 minutes after school and just lay on my bed in peace in absolute silence. Your little decompression? Decompression? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brad doesn't have time to decompress with a, with a 15-year-old kid at the house. <laughs> that would be my quiet time. <laughs> but anyways, let's let's get down to the, to the, the, grit. the topic. Mm-hmm. So we asked you guys to bring, we'll start with songs first, like for 2019, like did you have, what were your favorite songs? Like I can tell you right now, one of mine is that Paul Wall song with Toby Nwigwe, Jesus, yeah. we played that on the podcast. I just, mm-hmm. the music video is so yeah. great. I feel like Toby's just come out with a lot of fire in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like Peep Game is really good. Peep Game's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Caged, uh, what is it? Caged Birds or something. Mm-hmm. That's another. That that one's more like soulful. Like because that some of them are super hard, and some of them are super soulful. Have you like, seen his tiny desk? Of course. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Check out Toby Nwigwe. I think like he's one of the top artists of 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when Dave Chappelle and uh, Eric Abadu. Yeah, like it started off. With literally him. message him. I think he started off on Sway in the Morning like last December or January, dropping a fire ass freestyle to like. 10 months later, 11 months later, headlining a tour, like nationwide tour, getting mm-hmm. Paul Wall and like music videos, getting co-ops from Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. Erica Badu, Talib Kweli. It's kind of crazy. Dave Chappelle has such an influence in hip hop. Like Kanye reaches out to Dave Chappelle. Most Def reaches out to Dave Chappelle. Like, yeah, because they were all featured in like mm-hmm. 2000. On and it's just like huge, block party thing. Well, yeah, he had a huge impact on their career. Like mm-hmm. I'm he got that show up. on mm-hmm. Comedy Central and the first thing he did was like ask all these people to come be on the show and like think how much their careers benefited from him yeah. including yeah. that like that's sh- those I still remember seeing Kanye and Common do with that food one yes mm-hmm. in the, just in the cool kitchen yeah mm-hmm. great yeah exactly iconic Talib quality doing get by like under the Brooklyn Bridge yeah. live like Erica on the first Bobby episode was on mm-hmm. there was so good. but it's cool to see that like even today an endorsement by Dave Chappelle still means something. Like, it's it's better than that. You blue know check that's mark. a good album. Yeah, you I mean, know that's just, a great artist. He's obviously a grandfather of the like of the culture. So. He should write a or he should start a record label because he seems to know how to find the talent, right? Mm-hmm. But spoken into the universe. Yeah, he needs mm-hmm. to do something. Yeah. yeah. Well, not maybe not stand up anymore. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying because stand up is kind of falling off. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Nah, mm. it, it hasn't aged well. Mm. No, I like the I like those Netflix, the new ones. One of them, like, how many does he have? I feel like half of them are good. The Netflix ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like one of them's really bad. Like one of them's eh, and then like two of them are like funny. Yeah, just like. 
it's kind of like Nas coming out with like a great album, like right off the bat. It's just hard to those classic Dave Chappelle ones to like re. I mean, get up to that Chappelle same show level. is like a. It changed the all, game. Yeah, for it all time. It so much. It shit. changed comedy. It changed mm-hmm. hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. It changed like the way like people. Changed television. Yeah, everything is skit comedy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. There's no key and pill without him. Like it's just fucking crazy how the influence he, that show had mm-hmm. on music and the culture. We sit here 2019 debating it <laughs> randomly. Yeah. But like another one of the songs with uh, was on that Dreamville with like Loot and Baby. Uh, oh, uh, what is it again? Under the sun. Under the with sun. J. Cole. Mm-hmm. That's oh uh, yeah. That I guarantee you that both those songs will be my top ten most listened mm-hmm. songs this year. I listen to that song every morning on my way to work. Mm-hmm. Gets me going. I was thinking you didn't ask us, but uh, I was thinking about like artists that influenced the decade too, and I think J Cole is like mm-hmm. at the very tip top of it. Especially mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be the all most that Dreamville influential stuff. artist of the next decade. The way he's yeah. ending, yeah. Mm-hmm. even the artists he's putting onto Dreamville, like Earth That's Gang, why. Yeah. JID, yeah. yeah. Like that Dreamville album, Ari Lennox mm-hmm. is on Dreamville. Like all these super. Mm-hmm. Young artists who are blowing up this year, mm-hmm. he all like made in uh, Dreamville. Yeah. yeah, speaking of top albums, like Mirrorland is from Earth Gang is mm-hmm. a top album for me Very in 2019. Good. And like when proud we had of Nate you. here, yeah, proud of you. That mm-hmm. song on the that that song is my favorite fucking. That's song. That's great. Top mm-hmm. Down's great. Top Down's yeah. good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the videos they do, magnifique. Mm-hmm. And I think listening to them, they're totally fucking. You can totally hear that influence Outcast had on. Them. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, you. When I, it took me a while to realize it because, like, that first song we. What was the first song that we listened to? Uh, the one where it had like the visuals of the, the lynching the, and yeah. stuff, right? <sighs> Whatever that song was was so hard and like mm-hmm. not. There's so much more fun than they, like that song. Was super serious, and that's I was like, okay, but like a lot of their stuff is so much fun. It's like listening to an Outcast album. Have in you the guys future. heard like Spillage Village and stuff too? Mm-hmm. A little bit. I haven't really. Yeah, get into that. That's like work they've done before. Um, getting on Mirrorland and doing Dreamville stuff is pretty good. Yeah, check out anything from Dreamville this year was fire. Mm-hmm. Even Boss is Boss on Dreamville. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's. I mean, that song or Tribe. Bass, yeah. That mm-hmm. song Tribe with uh, J Cole. That's such a great song yeah yeah like a little ep come out too recently and that was really good and like yeah i keep listening to that milky way album mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. so good that's a good summer album yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm dated like mm-hmm. uh, yeah as soon as i hear that i'm just like mm-hmm. dancing yeah yeah one of my top songs from 2019 from boss and he had jid on it was fried rice it was like mm-hmm. a single that's that a good yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good so one too good. Mm-hmm. that one's definitely on on my playlist <laughs> I'm out of the loop on this. Stuff, right. so. I mean, I'm trying. I'm yeah, trying. But what, what's your favorite song then? Oh, my favorite? Uh, I don't know. But you know top favorite. Okay, it's so like top. the Rhapsody. I don't know this how to even say the name. But it's, There it is. Yeah, because we played that too. Yes. We actually looked that up yeah, on the internet, okay, how to pronounce say, that. Mm-hmm. Iptahaj is I don't, how you say it. I don't want to disrespect it. It's an ancient Egyptian name. I forgot right. what it means. But that was the, the fencer, right? The Yeah, the was, fencer. Yeah. But no, that I mean being a Wu-Tang fan and I was like kind of scared when I heard that like they resampled it and mm-hmm. I was like ah oh, is this gonna turn out it's fire yeah the little story and it just comes Ooh. yeah the little story was like uh, Ninth Wonder or was it Raps Ninth Wonder was like yo you think we you would do something if we flip this Wu-Tang you know right, right. and she's like fuck yeah and so he sent it to to RZA to uh-huh. see if it was okay That's you cool. know yeah, yeah. and then 
he's like yeah let me spit on it too right so it was like it's so tight yeah no i mean like just i don't know it's nostalgic but it's still like modern and they just kill it you know and i love that album because like every song title even the title of the album is based off a important woman yeah you know and the, the one thing with that album um a lot of recognizable samples. Wait, the name of the album is Eve, by Eve, the way, right, yeah. Eve, by Eve. Rhapsody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot of recognizable samples, you know, and I, I mm-hmm. it's kind of, part of me was like, oh, man, I know, like, all these samples, you know, and it's, like, really familiar, but I think that's, like, the beauty of that album mm-hmm. is, like, the way that Ninth Wonder took, like, you know, these very recognizable samples, flipped them, and then just Eve's, like, amazing talent. Like, I mean, top she's killing it <laughs> I mean, yeah Rhapsody kills it yeah, I, mean, I feel like going off samples too like Under the Sun uh, with like Dreamville J. Cole and Earth Gang that track that sample from Little Wayne's Let the Beat Build yeah. like shout out to Little Wayne yeah so it's so crazy that we're listening to artists that sample Little Wayne yeah <laughs> that just shows you where we are though Dude, the Carter 2 though the Carter 2 is a fucking but classic. that also came out what 12 years ago mm-hmm. that's like that's a whole. That's t- a decade. That's right. long enough for these people to be influenced. By well, on that, yeah, yeah, no, that's it the is. crazy thing. It's just thing. crazy to think like when we used to hear Lil Wayne on the radio, we would hear the samples that he was influenced by. Right. Now well, we're listening, listening to, to people who were influenced by his yeah. sounds. But that's well, hip hop, though, right? Like, it's basically everything no, cool. sampled from right. something. A lot of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But with the, the Eve album, like they sampled Badu, and it was like. Uh, you know, like being a huge Badu fan, I was like, "Oh, how do I feel about this?" <laughs> but it, it it was it was dope. Yeah, you know, like I mean, every track on that. So. Well, it, it shows that if you're sampling that, it shows that you've listened to that song, that you liked that song, and that it influenced you. Mm-hmm. Like you're only sampling stuff because you love it. Yeah. So I feel like that shows also like these younger artists, we can see the music they were listening to, mm-hmm. and you can trace like a line back. Like and when you saying, hear right? it, you're not like, oh, fuck that. Like, I hate mm-hmm. that they well, sampled also, it. Yeah. If the artist got the clearance for the sample, that probably means that they're down with it. The person they're, respects they're cool you. With it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can see Bad Ubi and I'm like, yeah, I'm finally getting sampled. This is dope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More, I'm sure it'd be money. super they're flattering 20 years later exactly. for some like... 19 year old kid to come up to you be like can we sample this beat off your album i love it mm-hmm. i want to use it on my album like who what artist is going to be like no fuck you right yeah. i mean but think about Some the, begin- like the beginning of hip-hop i mean people mm-hmm. were sampling disco stuff and it was probably yep. like not even a year old maybe yeah. and they were just looping the, the right. breaks on it but mm-hmm. you know those were new still like, everything new from songs. hip-hop like the basis of hip-hop yeah. beat making was flipping samples which is crazy because mm-hmm. i did gangstar get sued for a ton of money for sampling that was de la that was de la soul and that's I why feel like, that's uh, why de la is not on any stream oh really yeah mm-hmm. sued oh, okay too. i know de la just got it handed or prince paul mm-hmm. specifically, specifically but yeah because like i guess at uh fat uh, tommy boy right they just was like cool or whatever record label they yeah, were yeah on. i was on tommy, tommy boy, boy but i think it was like a whole different that mm-hmm. was a whole different issue which is but they uh, were like cool right. whatever we'll get it we just want you to do this music and it didn't clear any of the samples and that's why mm-hmm. you can't find them anything streaming they're still fighting that that was like they're yeah. still fighting it yeah, yeah. and i love how um jizz's line became like super popular after that tommy ate my motherfucking boy yeah like everyone was quoting that when that whole even ordeal. premiere after like i forget what track it was but it was a gangstar track and premiere was just like going off about people um trying to come at him for money oh, for mom- sampling. moment of truth yeah. yeah where he's like yeah that was one of the the big dramas of that wu-tang american saga too where rizza didn't get the sample for that prince rakim song you know and it changed the entire song and people didn't this like is something it as that's much. still going on like lizzo right now lizzo is fighting over like 
who wrote the the credit for know. her song Truth Hurts because like she said it's like it was influenced by someone in a tweet. And yeah. like now that person's suing for money. Always Everyone's always looking for money. Hey, but going back to that, what you said, Brad, the um, that sample that um, RZA tried to use, that was the sample that was on the Eve album. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the last wow. track on Eve, on Eve on Rhapsody's album. Damn. Yeah. What about you, Brad? Favorite songs? Um, I really like that uh, "Sitting Alone" that on the new Little Brother album because oh, okay. I, I felt like it was like relatable. Like mm-hmm. the older we get, like mm-hmm. we are sitting home alone watching Netflix <laughs> uh-huh. and like looking look, at Instagram, looking at Instagram, seeing what out. other people yeah. are doing. Like, oh, I used to do that, but oh, I'm not doing that. Like now. I don't care. <laughs> <now>. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it was relatable, and I I really enjoyed that. And then going it's on, grown folks' music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm realizing that I'm mm-hmm. starting to to enjoy more. Yeah. You know, is, is artists that I can relate to. Yeah. And like going off with Ian was saying with the Rhapsody one album, all this, this the music in the Little Brother album sounded familiar, but, but was different, you know, had the same feel as old Little Brother albums, but definitely brought up with the lyrics to, it was more you know, mature. catch up to mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. where we're at because we all grew up with them and they were all growing up together. Big brother now. <laughs> <laughs> there will only be one big brother. Like that's just, it's kind of it's silly. whack if you're still making the same music at 35 that you were which you were 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. haven't progressed at all. At yeah. that right. Like you shouldn't be listening to the same music either. I think yeah. going back to like top albums of the decade, um, the album that Ghostface did with Bad Bad Not Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it called? It was uh, Sour Soul in 2015. Mm-hmm. So like that just shows like you can grow as an artist and still tap younger artists like right. bad bad not good mm-hmm. is a you know jazz ensemble yeah and so that album was crazy are they from like canadia i feel like they're from toronto canadia <laughs> yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. we always talk about ghostface is one of those artists who's willing to work with new people mm-hmm. try new things isn't like he made a, he made a rap jazz album how and, you, stay you know yeah exactly mm-hmm. but 30 years after he debuted he's making a rap jazz album with like Pretty other famous musicians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and respecting like their input and stuff and it, and it sounds good mm-hmm. Riz has been known to do that too mm-hmm. with the uh, banks and steals you know. sorry i forgot you played that for us that yeah one. so and i feel like when artists come out and they just shit on younger artists it just makes them seem i don't know jealous i mean our internal struggle on our radio show is people just constantly shitting on any hip-hop any, after like yeah. 2008 mm-hmm. yeah we get in arguments all the time. So many people salutes to all you guys in Boogie Down Book Club on Facebook, who just fucking shit on any new artist, <laughs> just generalize and talk mm-hmm. shit and get argued for like all you old men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, look at what Gucci Mane is doing right now. Like, <laughs> dude, it had to happen. It did. Everything's gonna come back to Gucci. He's. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, most predictable fucking line of today. Brad, yeah. Okay, but look, 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 for real. He gets out of prison. He's the old man in hip hop, right? What does he do? He does a track with Ray Schremer, Black Beatles. Mm. How big was that album mm-hmm. or that that track? Yeah, yeah. Changed everything. Top right? ten of the decade had to have been. Yeah. yeah, easy. It's in my top five that I prepared for this list. <laughs> but and look what he's still doing. It's like every single feature he's on, it's like one of the younger kids, and it's the only way for these older hip-hop artists mm-hmm. to stay relevant mm-hmm. what gets me pumped is he's cycling now too so salute <laughs> to you gucci on bicycles and shit 
But that just shows that you're an artist, right? Like you mm-hmm. can evolve as the music right. evolves, and you're not stuck in one place. And you time. adapt, and I think you're we saw that. Thoughtful and intentional about your art. When uh, with one of my top records for the decade, I think we saw that with uh, Tribe Called Quest when they when they put out their their album. Yeah, that's why people were blown away by it. Oh. Yeah, it was like, so it was so in the moment. Uh huh. You could tell when that record's made. And still sounded like Tribe from right. 1991. And like Della Soul one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the Gangstar, the one they do with J. Cole, the uh, Diamonds, right? Yeah. Off the I dome. mean, but that's the thing. As I was thinking about it, you know, I was having a discussion with one of my friends, and I was like, you know, he was kind of like, oh, J. Cole's on. You know, I mean, he likes J. Cole, but it was like, no, nah, I mean, that's kind of going to help people, the younger people, be like, oh, Who's this gangstar? You know, like there's probably a handful of kids that were like, "Who's gangstar?" But I mean, and it brought the thing him- I don't understand about what your friend, your friend's point of view, is like, who the fuck are you to judge if the person, if if Guru like Son and DJ Premier are cool with J Cole to be on a song? Right. Well, who the fuck are you to say it's wet? It's not cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's the thing that always boggles my mind. Yeah, like when Macklemore had a uh, Cool G rap and Cool Mo D on mm-hmm. that song, and everyone was like making fun. I'm like. Those guys were excited to work with him. Right. Mm -hmm. No one else is working. Your favorite rapper isn't working with him. Why are you getting mad? You know, it's just, I don't understand. And they were so influential, you know, and people say, yes, they're influential, but why not work with them? Mm -hmm. You know? Well, it's crazy to see how many people were potentially going to be on that Gangster album. Like, Drake was supposed to be on Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Yasin Bey. But even the people who are, like, the Juro the Damage song Mm -hmm. is super good. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm happy that he, like, actually put group home and jay rue on it because that's like that's like the, the family right you know what i'm saying it's like if you don't have these people on it i feel like you're fucking up a little bit mm-hmm. but like bringing like young young blood into it too because it was like this girl at work she's younger she's like what 25 or something like that and then she's like you hear that new gangstar i never heard of gangstar and i was just like there you go uh I'm like i'm happy you heard about it but of course i did man imagine if kendrick was on it because kendrick was supposed to be mm-hmm. on it too that would have been crazy. Yeah, talking about like older artists that haven't done that and released an album like Nas. Like <laughs> that shit was <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. It was so awful. Wasn't that good? Uh, <laughs> wait, which one are you, are you talking about, Nazir? No, the, no, the, the, the latest the, one that just the, came like, out, like the, the Lost Tapes. Lost Tapes. Oh, so see, bad. I actually like that one way better than Nazir. No, the other one that came out. There was like another one, Lost Tapes Two. It was all right, but yeah, not the original Lost Tapes one. Oh, okay, this one just came out like mm-hmm. three months ago. You probably didn't hear about it's it. It's lost tapes too. Because mm-hmm. it was garbage. Because it should have been lost. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> was it produced by Kanye? No, uh, Static had a couple tracks no, on see, there. Con- and yeah. Kanye just, produced it. It would have been way talk, better. Can we what? talk about Kanye West? Oh, I would love we to. Want to? Okay. For a no, bit. yeah, I do because I feel <laughs> yeah, like that's why Nazir because wasn't that last good, album. Good album. We need to talk about that last album. So, oh, we don't. No one listened to it. We're not <laughs> talking about no. Uh, that no. shit. So my, my sister was like, oh, like, I was like, that shit is so fucking such a play for money, mm. and like it's so dishonest. And his future presidency. It's such, it's such exploitation of like him. Whatever he's, whatever fucking scheme he's doing right now. <laughs> he wants Kanye's to be president. too rich. Like he he's just to too president. rich to make good music. I feel like he's too disconnected. <laughs> no, from he's gonna run for president. The real world. Uh, Y'all know that. He right? said he was gonna do that already in 2020. No, but he's gonna do it. Which is fine. No one's going to care. <laughs> no, I know that. It's going to be fun. I feel though. like Kanye is kind of irrelevant now. I didn't even want to listen to his new album because I didn't want to give him my so here's the zero, thing. Zero, 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 one cent about, per, per play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the thing about what you just said. Like, the things Kanye are doing are irrelevant, but Kanye West, this decade is 
all everything in this decade is influenced by what he did. Mm-hmm. My number one uh, album of the decade is My Beautiful that's the Dark thing. Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. He, totally. He so owned 2000 to 2010 mm-hmm. that like all, all music now is influenced by what that's he did. That's why it's so hard to stomach all the right. shit he's been putting that's out. That's the thing. It's so hard to reconcile. And I get so mad at people who are younger and they just like think all of the shit he's doing now is so great. And like, like it is all garbage. The way back to college dropout, you're like, how is this the same person? Like, what? Happens? You don't see that linear progression like you do yeah. with like a Jay Z, you know? But like, you know what's funny? I know that all of us in here are like diehard Wu Tang fans. And I think the same could be said about Wu Tang. It's like, we, no, we no, lived no. and died by their old shit, but their new shit? Mm. No well, one's well, the thing, Ghostface, though? Here's the thing, though. As a group. Here's the thing, though. Okay. They're not walking around talking about how right. they're the fucking greatest no, no, artists of get, all time. I get right that. Now. I'm just saying. It's that's like, the pr- that's the thing. Plenty of artists struggle. Like accepting the fact that they have degressed is and it's, it's hard. That, yeah. That's why it's so impressive what people dope, do make. Mm-hmm. Series. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's so it's hard to separate the two. And then it's hard oh. with like Wu Tang because there are nine different people growing at the different rates. You know. Right. So like Ghostface is in this one. Like Method Man's just so trying one of them's to, not growing anymore. Yeah. Method Man's trying to be Johnny Blaze and shit. So. You got it. You got it over there. But yeah, I mean, that's another thing that's hard about that. Like, that's when it's a group that makes an album that's relevant. That's why it's always impressive to me. But going back to like a single person, it's, I feel like Kanye is way too disconnected from reality to make that's any what good I'm music right. anymore. Whatever, whatever lane he's in is so far removed from where he was that I don't. It's, it's only funny, it's even, Calabasas music. <laughs> even like uh, when he put out Life of Pablo. At first I hated it. And then I kind of like, it like grew, grew to like mm-hmm. it. You listen to it a few more times. You're like, okay, I, this is, a, it's decent. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to like, yay and Yeezus. And you're like, okay, I'm over it. Like mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. With you it. can't mm-hmm. like the people who are still justifying his music is great. I'm like the mental gymnastics you're doing. You must be like a Republican. <laughs> right. That shit makes no logical yeah. fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like, like Kid Cudi. Like, like, how do you reconcile all these different beliefs? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but what's up with Dre jumping up, jumping in on it? I don't know. That's kind of weird. Like, what was that all about? I don't know. Like, they're gonna do a part two of. There's gonna be another God album. <laughs> and Dre is gonna like. Yeah, produce like Doctor Dre's irrelevant now too. Like, is yeah. in the same boat as yeah. Kanye. He dropped the ball, like pushing that album as long as he did, and that Compton album. It was more of a compilation album. Exactly. Than, like, it, it wasn't uh, what everyone thought. But it's like when you're a billionaire and you're making, you know, headphones, how can you still be relevant to an audience? Like, I don't. Yeah, you know, exactly. Ask Jay-Z. Jay-Z know. does it. Mm. That's, yeah, but, that's a good point. Yeah. Jay-Z keeps it super real, though. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying he figured out a way to, to stay relevant so he was always, with his status. I read a great article about Dr. Dre that was like, basically was like, Dre caught lightning in a bottle twice. Mm. And has trying never, to reproduce and it again, has been man. smart enough not to try and do it, like reproduce it. He's been the ultimate maximizer of his talents, and he, they're like, he's not a good rapper, nope. but like people still consider him a rapper. Yeah. He's never written any raps. He made two great albums, but both albums are carried by like people who are about to go supernova. <laughs> Snoop like, Dog, if you look at Eminem. Chronic 2001, yeah. it's Snoop Dogg, and, like, Snoop Dogg took off after that. And if you look at Chronic 2001, Eminem, Exhibit, Snoop Dogg on that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, all like the other people on there, it's crazy how many other, like, other people 
Oh, helped you're right. Make this. His brand would die if he put out an album right now, and it just wasn't as successful mm-hmm. as everyone. But he does be. make beats, though. He yeah, does no, do so, what yeah. what he does, like, you his know. Production but it, is still yeah, it's still it's still really good. But to come out with like an album because he does really good in like uh, song compilation, like you know between one and twelve or whatever, how to lace them up all well and make them all interconnect, make his story. So like his production is good still. But he basically was like, Dre like is the capstone of the golden era. Yeah, like there's chronic tooth, like the first chronic album is like when the golden era started, and it ended with chronic two thousand one, and like he hasn't done beside he did. I mean, obviously has this huge influence on that period of time, but like outside of that period of time, and those artists like has not done a single thing. But he hasn't had to either. Mm -hmm. That's my point. Like he knew his lane, maximized his talents, and hasn't like he hasn't taken risks, but also hasn't really fucked. So up. what we're saying is Kanye needs to to figure out what Dre did and fall in line. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Kanye's mm-hmm. production is good. Like yeah. in, we've seen all the the evidence of that, even in the last year. Mm-hmm. Like was it the her album was super good? Like, the Daytona. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like his production is really good. Right. His yeah. albums are purely garbage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like the new, the new project, it was garbage, but the, if you take away the content, yeah, I think the, the production is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the production was good. I, like, I was trying uh, yeah. to really look past. <laughs> like if he comes out with the instrumental, I'm in, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and like with Dre, you know, with like Anderson Pock and him, you know, like under his Still wing influencing and people. like, that's help, the thing. and like helping with that production aspect. Like, like if, just Yeezy just does that. That'd It'd be, be cool too because if he just stuck to production, we wouldn't have to hear him talk. It's about like the anything. perfect example is like <laughs> Jerry West in the NBA. He's the logo of the NBA. Like he was a coach, he was a player, he was a general manager. Now he's like a consultant for teams, and he like makes moves behind the scenes. Like he consults with the Warriors and helped them build their dynasty. Then he left them. He's with the Clippers now, helping them make their moves. Like. He connects people, kind of like smooths things over, but doesn't really have like he's not real G's. It's like you have to know when to bow out. Mm. Like you have to know when to not be in front of the camera anymore. Right, just be real G's moving silence like lasagna. Yeah, (laughs) yes. No, it was greatest speaking, little Wayne line of all time. Speaking of that line, though, speaking of that line, I was going to say Gibbs. Gibbs. Um, Freddie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Yes. The gangsta Gibbs. The he, pro- project, the song he did with Anderson Pac is. Oh, uh, yeah. But that has a silent G. And he says, he says, yeah, he, he quotes that song. He quotes that line in the song. Because mm-hmm. the song is called, what is it? How do you pronounce it? I have it on my list. No, but how do you pronounce that song or that name? Oh, mm-hmm. let me try. Because there's a G in it, but the G is silent, I believe. Oh, uh, that gang is? I was going to call it. Yeah. I think that's the line. Giannis? That's what I was going to call it. Oh, it's Giannis. Giannis. Oh, Giannis. Because he says that line. It's the basketball player. Real moves. Real real G's move in silence like Giannis. Yeah, that's the name of the song. I like it. And he rhymes to it. He rhymes to Tintacupo in it, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How good is that track, though? I love that one and the one with Black Thought and Yasin Bey are my two favorites. And the one with... Push is pretty dope. Anything with Pusha. I know. Okay, let's talk Pusha. about let's talk about Pusha. So DJ Shadow's new album came out a couple weeks yeah. ago, and the, like my favorite line is like Pusha T like says like they were uh, making copies like Kinkos, kind of like Vegas did to Reno. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that somebody like Pusha T would know any of the history of Reno or anything in Nevada. He's with the dope game. Yeah, of course I'm gonna he say knows, like, like Reno is like was Reno's the low key fucking shit. So There's I a lot have of mob action here. Top mm-hmm. album 2013 is Pusha T's numbers on the board. Mm-hmm. 
Numbers on the board. I love that. I'm oh, sorry. Listen. My name is my name. Numbers on the board is a track. That's a track, yeah. My name is my name is like. Even the even the name like the name of the album is so cold. Is like that, my name is my name. Mm-hmm. Is that the one where he's like, I've been doing more powder than Johnson and Johnson, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That's the one that has nostalgia <laughs> on it too, right? Mm-hmm. With Kendrick Lamar, like, Kendrick, yeah. and that video is just hard as fuck too. Mm-hmm. Just like a back alley Those, walk in the dark, black and white. His bars Della on that Florida album were like mm-hmm. ice Crazy. fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that album. Yeah, yeah that album. That I, that. <laughs> <laughs> so many of those songs are on my gym playlist like over the last five six years it's crazy my god um, is on my top fitness playlist but that's from like 2000 mm-hmm. is that the good music one 2009 yeah with uh like common and all that yeah that good was music. on too damn it kanye again <laughs> see i'm gonna i'm gonna admit I, all roads I lead to kanye <laughs> i slept on that one but i love the darkest before dawn album mm-hmm. that's good too like that's what really got me into push up. what's that like, track with jay-z that they do I don't think it's on that one. No, that was on like an EP, I think. It was just like, I just remember this merry-go-round thing in my head for some reason. It might be the little EP cover, but. That's so mm-hmm. good. But yeah, and like Pusher going back full circle, he didn't really glorify being a drug dealer. He just, he, he had to do it, you know? He also was mm-hmm. really understated about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. He's like, his innuendos are fucking that, bananas. <laughs> His innuendos alone are so creative that that's like half of his artistry. Yes. Right. His euphemisms for dealing mm-hmm. drugs are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then like and then him like him and his fashion sense, like him and Aesop uh, Rocky's fashion shit is fucking on point all the time. Aesop Rocky also mm-hmm. one of my favorite new artists of the like, decade. That long with Aesop by far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like went from like me being like uh, dude, yeah. there's already an Aesop Rock to like. Mm. He's probably one of my favorite young rappers. Yeah, riding around on that bicycle in New York. Yeah, <laughs> especially when uh, when he got like arrested by the Swiss or whatever, you know. And he's like, "What's your alias?" Is motherfucking beautiful. And then going back to Kanye, Kanye talked to Trump, and Trump was like, "Hey, can you pull out?" <laughs> so Aesop last week at breakfast, <laughs> like this table of old white people <laughs> was talking about Aesop Rocky and well, Trump. It, it getting got brought up in the impeachment trials. Yeah, that's what they. they that was because like, of Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye did that. Got him out. It's so funny. And somehow <laughs> Trump still came out racist at the end of that impeachment trial thing. I mean, oh, go play the race stuff. card, and you know. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that that did get brought up in the impeachment trial. Mm. Anyways, it's gonna bank him uh. legendary. <laughs> no. Like I just, uh. how do you think Aesop Rocky felt about that? Fucking happy that a fucking prison. Uh, uh. Well, I think they just let him out. It didn't. I don't think it had anything to do with politics. I think other influential younger artists coming out in the last decade: Isaiah Rashad. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. Sylvia demo album. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so good. So good. Mm-hmm. And it's, I was looking at my top mm-hmm. 2018, like three of his songs are in my top 20 mm-hmm. of 2018. Mm-hmm. And it's good because he didn't like really come out of um, any major city like usual. Mm-hmm. And just to have that that uh, introvertive perspective mm-hmm. at, on that first album, and it was you know kind of like a mixtape that he did yep. that they finally made into an album. That whole like black hippie label too, because he was on it with um, mm-hmm. Kendrick and Schoolboy Q, mm-hmm. Absol, yeah, yeah J Rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about uh, the Griselda Boys? The um, headlines. 
Oh, Griselda, like West Side Gun and shit. Like, bringing back the hard fucking rap. Like, no. I can't. I, they're gets, so hard. Caesar gets so excited about this. I Dude, know. and I can't. Anything I can't, boom bappy. I can't play it on the radio because it's too hard. He was screaming right. about it the other night when we yeah. recorded the radio I don't know. show. I mean, it's kind of hard to listen to too Make much Griselda. Yeah. Like, especially West Side <laughs> but like, Gun. But, but, like, Benny the Butcher. No, like, but Benny's dope. Like, Dude. the plugs I met. Dude, like. West Side, though, he's just, like. Poetry, fucking boom bap poetry, dude. Westside, dude, it's so good. So because it's boom, it, boom, 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 boom. yeah, it's like Westside Gun, <laughs> Benny the Butcher, uh, Conway, and Conway, yeah, Machine Man. But dude. no, that premiere beat is mm-hmm. so hard. Mm-hmm. And like just hearing those kind of guys go in on a premiere beat, I and mean, that was like the perfect kind of beat yeah. for them to go in on. I listened to the new Griselda album; mm-hmm. it's dark as fuck. And like, then when they get the code sign from like Eminem, because they're like independent but through um, Shady. Well, they're, like, they're on Shady and um, management is Rock Nation, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, they're signed it's by. So M. intense. Mm-hmm. It's so intense. I feel like I'm already intense enough. That shit is this too intense. No, back when we had the headlines though, yeah. man. That track that, is so. And like that's what Anthony from Neon Babylon's been listening to a lot. You know, this shit is hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like the the very first run of the Jewels album was super dark. Mm-hmm. You know, but very influential. Like how crazy yeah. out of left field too. Like all of a sudden, I feel um, like that. that like, when I think of the sounds of that album, it's like dark, like liquid black matter. Like yeah. it's so dark and hard. Like, totally. That's that was how I would describe it in my in that banana lost clip. in the sauce state of mind. <laughs> that banana liquid clip dark is matter my, <laughs> is my cut banana yeah. clip. Just the, the introduction, mm. the first song, just the song Run the Jewels, just is so fucking hard. I mean, even like one of my favorite newer artists, which is 21 Savage, like, I mean, it's dark. Like, the things he talks about, it's dark. His albums are dark. But it kind of hits a spot inside of you that, you know, you're interested in or you could relate to in some way or another. Right. Well, should we take our first break? Yeah. That'll Play your be song good. of the week. Play my song of the week, and yeah. So song of the week is off the new Action Bronson Alchemist. And uh, what was it again? Just the way it is. Just the way it is. Yeah. Action nice. Bronson and Alchemist on production. Salute to you, Ethic, for uh, telling me to listen to it sooner than later. So uh, listen and enjoy. Salute. Baby, clean your sinus. I had a t- 
Caesar song of the week that was just the way it is by Action Bronson and Alchemist off their new album Lamb Over Rice uh, I like it because I love Alchemist beats and now with some boom bap on there of course I'm gonna love it yeah it wasn't uh, yeah. as hard as I th- you made it I mean it was hard but it wasn't out of control like I thought it was gonna be it was, it was no nice. it's, it's not like West Side Gun yeah no, <laughs> no Conway that's what I was thinking no Benny but you know <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. It's it's kind of smooth. It's good, and action's been getting funnier lately too. You've always loved action. I know. First like, of all, he sounds like Ghostface. So how could music, he not so love music, action? Bronson? So it's music to I mean, my I, ears. I get it. Looking at knowing him, Caesar yeah. and his personality, action Bronson and him would get along great. Yeah. Yes. he just seems like a guy you want to kick it with. Yeah. He makes a cameo in that new Italian movie. Uh, the the, uh, the Irishman, the Irishman, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. The Irishman. Ooh, that's another reason I should watch the it. Italian, the Italian, Italian movie, The Irishman. Kind of same. I was picking up what same she was shit. putting down, though. No, know? no, I think we all got it, which is horrible. It has mm-hmm. Italian actors, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, should... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it is a mob movie set in like nineteen seventies, eighties, together, East know? Coast. Yeah. All right. He yeah. sells uh, caskets, though. No, oh. because so. it's like uh, it's off of Goodfellas. They talk about like an Irishman, mm-hmm. and it's like a spinoff of them. Yeah, Action Bronson's in it, mm-hmm. along with Al Pacino and De Niro, Rob, Robert De Niro and Joe. Yeah, Joe but Pesci. they're all old, you know. Yeah, still, and though. it's like it's three hours long. It's it actually three hours forty minutes. It's yeah. so long. Was it good though? I've heard uh, it's good. You just kind of lose interest it, after yeah. a while. Okay. It's just it's too I've long. heard mixed things. Yeah. I don't know. I just love Scorsese's. His cinematography is fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. But back to the song. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think? Um, yeah. Well, what did you guys think? That was cool. It's, I mean, I'd have to good. listen to it a couple times, but I appreciate both artists. Say it on the microphone. Brad, you can share your opinion. Follow yeah. your heart. I like The Alchemist. I didn't listen to it. And, <laughs> they, and they literally just played it. I have not listened to the album, so I can't. Okay. Uh, I don't know. So I was hoping good. to stay silent, and then you guys wouldn't judge me. <laughs> We're not judging you. Yeah. We You're did. supposed to be judging I know silent. all about staying silent yeah. for a segment. <laughs> <laughs> we can just talk about Alchemist in general Yeah. in this decade. Yeah, let's do it. Go. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. There it Being is. green. <laughs> Evidence stuff. Evidence yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he basically produces like 75% half, of his album. Half yeah. I, love, I love the stuff he did with First Infantry. Oh yeah, that oh, and one. like Army of the Pharaohs. Hold me down with Mob yeah. Deep. That yeah, is the cut with Prodigy and so that. Good. Oh man, it's so good. 
So this is my brother. When Bryce. did that come out? My brother Bryce really was like super into Alchemy. Like got me into him. Six or eight, something like that. Seven, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, like Bryce was all into the Jedi mind tricks and like Army of the Pharaohs and that stuff, and then he got me into them. Yeah, they're just so angry. Yeah, that's what's so funny. Like my brother Bryce is super mm-hmm. nice and laid back and listened to the hardest fucking music when he was. Young. But I think that's that, like that meme that everyone's seen, where it's like listening to gangster rap on your way to work. You know, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it lets out aggression. You don't it's have fantastic. to be angry to like enjoy that I know. music i could tolerate it more when i was like in my teens early 20s but now i'm like oh, i'm not on that level yeah i need fun mm-hmm. intensity like run the jewels yeah mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to their new album yeah hell yeah lp says it's gonna be the hardest one yet he just re-released his mm-hmm. album his stuff on spotify for the first time nice yeah we're, we're hoping it's gonna be a christmas christmas present it will because uh R- rgj3 mm-hmm. the, came like Eve. Yeah, right yeah, before that Christmas. year on Christmas, mm-hmm. I woke up, yeah. got my mind right, like made breakfast and like sat in my living room, listen, like sipping tea, listening to that album. It yeah. was the greatest Christmas. <laughs> I like, yeah, I was woke that up not with like a email. legitimate good Christmas present? Like, yeah, I fucks with that. I like, I like listened to the album, like sat, got ready, listened to it again, like got dressed, took a shower, and like drove over to you my brother's cool house. You know what's cool is my Christmas present that same exact year. So they gave us that Christmas present, and my Christmas present on Christmas morning was actually tickets to go see Run the Jewels in San Jose. Oh, oh I remember that show. Yeah. We at saw them in Vegas. At uh, Life, was is, beautiful. Life, is, Life beautiful. is Beautiful. Yeah, and Gangsta Boo came out. And it was, was one so of, good. I think, like, honestly, as far as live performances go, it was one of my favorite shows. Oh, that oh was, they were so good. That, was, so. that and uh, Legally 47, mm-hmm. those were the two best acts I saw in Life is Beautiful that yeah. year. I mean, the, I the amount of energy that those guys have is unreal. I think they continue their brand even when they're not doing albums, like Killer Mike does all these YouTube documentaries. Like he interviewed Bernie Sanders, interviewed yeah. like he had his well, TV he had show a TV on show. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, NLP actually was on that show. Yeah, for was it just the, the I first think he, episode? He's in a couple episodes. It episodes. Got, it got kind of weird at the end. Though. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, he <laughs> was kind of reaching at some point, but I mean, yeah. I feel like it went way beyond. I feel like he just kind of let it go wherever, like <laughs> did, like let them do whatever, and it turned into way more than he thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw the interview that he had with Quali, and he mentioned something about going like they're both trying to go into like film more like that direction. So that'll be interesting. Need it. We need it. Hmm. Just more, just more uh, LP would be fucking hilarious. Because he's a funny guy. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. So taking a break from hip hop for a second. Have you guys been watching Watchmen? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fucking. Oh, don't no? ask me. No. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Caesar and I are gonna fan, like <laughs> fanboy for a second. How crazy is this show, been, listeners? It's have you not? If you're not watching Watchmen on HBO, yeah, you need to watch it. If you haven't read the comic or seen the movie, that would probably be helpful because it, it is, helps, but it not is a continuation of that. But you'll yeah. understand it more. It's like set in the same setting as like the comic book the and same stuff like universe. exactly. But it like you necessarily don't need to read the comics to know exactly what's going on. Oh my god, it is such a great TV show. Mm-hmm. It's been fantastic. Especially this last week with the, you know, Mr. Manhattan Spoil- spin. Spo- yeah, spoilers. They should know we about that. We're away. fucking lost. This is and this is coming out a co- like a, in a couple weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about <clears throat> what everybody in the room has watched? What? Uh have you guys seen The Mandalorian? Yes. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. I'm don't ask me about <laughs> TV shows. He's too busy uh, in the basement making beats. That's right. Okay. So I've seen all the episodes. Have you guys seen the newest one? Yes. yes. The, it's slowing down. I feel like that was a 
waste of an episode. No. Is this so spoiler no. alert for the, people when who they introduce? We're not going to say anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Number four. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't see five. I liked it. They introduced like some gender equality. The girls coming in. Oh no, no, you haven't seen the new one. Yeah, I haven't seen five. I just checked last night, and only four was that. No, no, I watched. It five comes out every. Night. It comes out every. Every Friday, Friday morning. Yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> okay, so no, I haven't seen. So you're movies. talking about the one where he goes to the village. Yes. Yeah, that was a great episode. Saves the village. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. was that episode was fine. Mm-hmm. Her and Gina. I, I'm mm-hmm. just thinking, like, yeah, the new one. It, it it's don't spoil it. I'm not gonna say anything. It, I feel like the show's just not focused as it could be. It's but like you know, it's we, slow. It's slow. slow. It's a TV show for what thirty five minutes or something mm-hmm. like that, and it's just like it's meant to be drawn out because it's like they've already got second season. But approved. I feel like this one didn't accomplish anything. So wrong. do you guys but think I feel there's like girl. this theory going around that the Mandalorian is going to tie into the new movie that's coming out? It probably Maybe. won't. I don't think it will. You don't think so? Because like uh, I don't want it to be all fucked up. Well, the, oh, the movie that's coming out. In December? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't no. think so either. I think it might set up future things, mm-hmm. but uh, like future it's kind of standalone because mm-hmm. the movie's already, it was being, it's done. like they'd already written the trilogy mm-hmm. when this got started. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mike's been uh, watching Star Wars and been examining it. And like I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life, but I think it's the most overrated franchise. I just rewatched all of them. So I think the older series um originals the originals were great i think the newer ones in like 98 99 with the prequels are fucking awful they were awful but then the latest two in the last like four years have been really good yeah in in comparison yeah like i I mean the writing has been a lot better yeah Mm -hmm. the writing was never good to me like the thing that gets lost is like they were just really cool sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Now people are trying to make them out to be like these super serious movies, and that's never what they were. But there's so many different directions that they could go in with the characters, and I think most of the characters are pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you could go in the direction of like the dark side or the Jedi's, and there's just so many spinoffs that you could do. Yeah, I'm excited for what they do in the future because they're not beholden to the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's holding it back now. Like, who can make a fucking nine arc? You know, like, the thing with the Marvel Universe is, like, yeah, all those movies take place relatively in, like, a 10-year period. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't have the, like, the, tr- the three trilogies span, what, like, 60 years or something? Yeah, like, I want to so know two- more about the dark side. Like, let's show some more of those characters. Is the new Star Wars series, is that the one that the writers of Game of Thrones left to go? No, to not, not the Mandalorian. Not they no. were they're, they were supposed to be doing a new trilogy of movies. Oh, okay. But they already got replaced off that. Is this where the new Yoda little character is? Yeah, that's Baby what Yoda? Dude, I'm, up. So I'm putting it out to the universe. Someone get that for me for Christmas all day. Taking over. You want like a live Baby Yoda? A live one would be better, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I pretty Yoda. much have one. Because I was just wondering <laughs> what I missed. I no. Mm-hmm. Stop calling it Baby Yoda. It's not Yoda. I know it's not Yoda, but he's so cute. What's the, so name? What is What's the name of the species? They don't, they've they never named the species. Well, well then Baby Yoda's what we got. Just cute ass Baby Yoda. That's what he is. Why can't it just be the baby? Live with it. Because there's already the baby. I'm just kidding. The baby the baby. I'm just kidding. That's why I was saying that. I was going to say Caesar. It's the baby baby. Can we get, can someone make those two things combine into one? Because I love both of them. Yes. Caesar, get on it. The baby Okay, baby. so let's take a vote. Who thinks uh, baby Groot is cuter than uh, baby Yoda? That's, that's a tough one. Ooh, I, I think I only it, know Baby Yoda from the memes, but mm-hmm. it's adorable. He's yeah. so cute, especially when like there's the memes are out of control. Gremlin like, hybrid. The gr- I feel like Groot has more, like, way more fucking character. But if yeah. Groot would have been and in as many memes, we could have a better discussion. I feel like <laughs> I'm leaning true. towards Groot though because Groot has way more personality. 
He yeah. dances. He's funny. Uh-huh. Like Baby Yoda's just cute, and he like just, just, babies are inherently cute. His hands, but yeah. his personality has grown. He through held the up memes. a whole like yes, he's a very whole powerful. Animal but that's like one thing. Groot, Groot also stabs fucking people and like laughs about and, it. And teen and then Baby Groot gets the teenager pos- gets positive because he's such a dick when he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super funny. Yeah. yeah. And then he has like his moment of empathy when he feels bad for Thor. We can love them both. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not taking anything away from the baby on the show. It's <laughs> not Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. But I feel like he's over like he's purposely yeah. divine designed to be like overwhelmingly cute yeah. and horrible. And divine. Uh, yeah, because he doesn't do much. But he's like w- the Mandalorian and also cute. like the Mandalorian. He like, saved the Mandalorian guy. What, like one fucking thing. Cool. But he does walk cute and that's pretty much but it. But like the thing is the Mandalorian's so hard and but stoic and has no emotion. You need the juxtaposition yes. of the baby oh. being so cute and adorable yeah. and him having to deal with it. Hard like it kind of makes the show mm-hmm. better. Yeah, I just want some armor every so time you, I've seen that shit. You guys are watching this Star Wars series pretty <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Obviously. <laughs> every Friday. So uh, Gina Carano from Reno. Has yeah, she, she, she was in episode four. I've only heard about it. But oh, I, was really? I didn't know who Gina yeah. Carano was until this came out, so I don't care. Yeah, just mm-hmm. her dad just owns all of Reno. Everything. Right. Or yeah, used to, at least. <laughs> I didn't know she was. And Las Vegas now. I didn't know who she was. Is yeah. she like a villager? Or? I have no idea. No, that's, that's the girl in episode four, Gina. Oh, that is her? That's Yeah, she's from here. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Until like everyone was talking about, it. I'm like, "What are you guys talking about?" They're like oh. that girl, and I was like, "Oh, because she used to do UFC, and like that's what like everyone like that was." She into was UFC. in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I thought she did well. I liked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her character. I'd was like fine. to see more of her. I'm happy she did better in this than in Deadpool. Deadpool. Was like, I don't I even know what Deadpool. part she was in. in Deadpool. She was that fucking indestructible. Was she in the girl? first one? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That indestructible girl. Her acting's terrible. Yeah. That's why it was better on this one than it was in Deadpool. Like I feel like her acting is on par with Ronda Rousey's. It's Ooh. fucking awful. Dang. Yeah. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. Rana could, all she could she do is She just like, looks too serious. Mm-hmm. Just like, give a little more love. What's wrong like, with that, emotion. Sean? Do girls have to smile for you? Oh. She is a but when it But when it's part of the character, yeah, she needs to smile. Yeah, I wanted it to be like some emotion. Like, yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's more like than one emotion. I feel like she's trying to, there's I feel more like than one emotion out She's trying to outcool the Mandalorian and he has a mask on. Yeah. serious up in here. I mean, I think you're just telling girls to smile right now. You know, Monica. I'm not saying you know they need to smile, but when you know it's appropriate, I'm not, you know I'm not doing that. Yeah. Let's hear it. I said she's a bad. A- <laughs> I said she's a bad actress and compared her to an obviously other known bad actress. Oh, now she's an actress and not an actor. Just kidding. Speaking <laughs> of Dem Atlas's <laughs> album, Bad Actress, that mm-hmm. was a great album. Yeah, that was in uh, 2009. Get your shit together. Jeez. <laughs> I only know that because. Was it? So when I mentioned uh-huh. it earlier in was the it? podcast, so listen to this. One of my top songs from that I put on the list was Gratitude by Dem Atlas. I, I love Dem Atlas. But it was a 2009 song. Really? Yeah, because Bad Actress came out in 2009. The end of 2009, and that's why I asked if we were being held to the decade. To the facts. Yeah, mm. and I said, follow your heart, because I don't care. Is yep. it really that old? <laughs> yep. Well, we're old. That is true. But he's been out for that long. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I meant the songs of 2019. It came out in 2018. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Can, can we go back and delete? <laughs> no. No. We're lost in the sauce. It's okay. Because I was thinking, I was with you, and I'm like, long. No, no. I met, I'm like, I met him. There's no way that guy's that old. No, it's I, I totally messed up. So our our thing was in which me and Monica misunderstood, or we t- took it differently, was we had to pick songs from 2019 that we 
that we love. I mean, that's what the that text said. Hey, yeah. shout out to Long Drink. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dem Atlas's gratitude was on my list, even though it was from technically it was from 2018. It's yes, gotcha. it's great. I was like. I'm sorry. No, it's you're okay. right. I'm wrong. No, but it, I was so confused. Great, you almost convinced me, and I was like, "No, yeah. I am." <laughs> the album was time traveling. Yeah, it is actually the most listened to album I had for for 2019, regardless. Really? Yeah. I haven't done my Spotify end of the year thing yet because it's not the end of the year. But you should check it out. It's pretty interesting. It's I'm interested to, to see. Yeah. Everyone's doing it, Sean. Dem Atlas was <laughs> even my, Sean B. Uh, my number one for for the whole year. Because last year my number one was Mac Miller. I think it was like Mac Miller, Run the Jewels, J. Cole. I can't like top five artists. Hmm. Who had Greaves on their that was, that was me too. Brad. That was my decade. Brad, you yeah. Need, I cannot get into Greaves. Oh, that was my decade and it's like results looks good. And actually I put his winner in the wolves as my top five albums of the entire decade. That's a strong statement. Okay. I like that. That is album. a strong statement. Yeah. I didn't see that, but I do like Greaves. Mm. I, I, just get I, I guess I gotta feelings. give it a better chance. I don't just know. Just get caught up in their feelings. Well, and I think too, it's it kind of grieves resonates with different people in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like he talks a lot about you know heartbreak and things like that, but he tries to make it comedic in a way. And a lot of know. his songs are on like my breakup playlist that I have. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, one of my favorite songs I caught you was another dude's dick in your mouth. Like, <laughs> literally, like on one of his most famous uh, songs. That's, that's like the, the line. That's the line. That's but the is vibe. it because you can relate? Like, is it? <laughs> It's happened to somebody. No comment. Mm-hmm. Well, but in all honesty, I feel like I relate a lot with some of the things. Oh, this shit is fucking delicious, <laughs> right? Long drink, <laughs> long drink. The Finnish legend of 1952. I'm not making this up. <laughs> that is what it is called. It's crazy. It gets the official tip of the cap. This, from is, how, this is how I mix. mixed up. Holy shit! I just, just open mine and drink. Like, goddamn, <laughs> right? Delicious. This is this how is I right? mixed up a decade with a year. <laughs> How strong are these? 14%? No, 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 no 5.5. 5.5. Okay. Oh, so God you could have a bunch of them. But this this summertime mm. come around. Woo. Oh, dude, yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo, this is delicious. Catch me in Tahoe <laughs> with a Refreshing as fuck. <laughs> oh, this is definitely going to Tahoe. Michael K. Beach <laughs> days. <laughs> He Michael, hasn't come Michael out in K's come back. This might make Michael K Michael, come out. Michael yeah, K's come so. back to her. Salute to Long Drink, damn. Summer 2020. Uh, <laughs> so are we talking albums of the decade? Can we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, albums um, of the decade. Can I? Can I go with my top ones from every year? Get it every year. Every year. Oh, I, so I like. Okay nope, I like this thoroughness. That's yeah. what we need. Maybe so we that's a top ten. This is what I did. This is what I did, but I narrowed it down That's to honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay, you guys took it way I more serious. Because I, I, I was just like, I'm just going to talk about I my came favorites. Prepared. You asked so, me like, to be on the podcast. I come prepared. That's why we did this. Mm-hmm. So I have honorable mentions. You guys are so doing I'm the heavy lifting. Here. No, I no, I do have like a top five of decade, and then once again, honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's I get into favorites. Okay, let's go. So let's go ahead and start. Do you guys want to do like roundtable 2010, then 20? I didn't break it down by year. I didn't do that. See, I did break it down by year. That wasn't on the text. Hey, I got a baby. Hey, Monica, I'm with you. If you want to do by year. I'll Monica, we're ceding, we're right. ceding the floor to you. Let me, got, hey, look at this. Do what you would right, like. Me and Brad. I got my little note. No. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to warn you, 2018, I didn't find nothing. That's okay. 2018? Oh, my God. Don't judge that me. In. Hey, I thought you guys said you, you weren't judging. Uh, killer whether Mike, or not. Killer Mike's, uh, I mean, Big Boy's album in 2018. I just didn't find anything in 2018 that could compete with other things I've We're on 2010. Okay, so 2010, Big Crit was here. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, undebated. Uh, um, oh okay, that's pretty. That's good. in my top five of the day. I think I mean, of the of 
yeah. of all time. I don't have know you, all have time you guys heard Kurt game. Was Here, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I play that. I feel like mm-hmm. I play songs off that regularly. Okay. Did the Monster song not launch Nicki Minaj's yes. career? Yes. It did. I just don't appreciate that career. <laughs> um, 2011, Kendrick, Section 80. Ooh, Watch the Throne, Jay-Z. Also and very good. Yes. Great one. Also very yeah. good. Well, I can't keep up with you. All right, 2012, Rhapsody, The Idea of Beautiful. That's on my top five of the decade. So good, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going the heist with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. You cannot debate the fact that every album. single song on that album ended it's up fire. in the top one. It's good. It's a good. I love that album. Okay. Yeah. 2013, Pusha T. Uh, my name is my name. Mm-hmm. I'm going 12 Reasons to Die by Ghostface. Okay, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That production on that was fire. Yeah. Uh, 2014, Isaiah Rashad. Sylvia Demo. Ooh, I got three. 2014 was such a solid year. I got three. It was really good. <laughs> I'm going Winter of the Wolves by Greaves. Run the Jewels 2. Mm-hmm. And 2014, Forest Hill Drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By J. Cole. Uh, the marketing department. Run the Jewels 2 is in my top 10 of the decade. Yep. And both those other ones you mentioned are ridiculously fire. Yeah, yeah. Forest Hill Drive is so good. That's the, that I wasn't a J. Cole fan until, until then, that yeah. album. Because he had that Any Given Sunday right before. Mm-hmm. Was that like his mixtape or whatever that he did before? But that, that? that, that but album, the album was what yeah. got me mm-hmm. listening to J. Mm-hmm. Cole. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Going back to Section 180 by Kendrick Lamar. Section 80, yeah. Uh, Section 80. It, the thing about that is like, I, that's when I was starting to get into like streaming music online. And I used to go to this website called, like, I forget what it was called, something FM, where you like would you got to like play songs for the other people in the chat room. Mm -hmm. And that's when I discovered, this was like 2009, 2010. That's when I discovered Kendrick Lamar and everyone like that. Kendrick Lamar was like the hot thing for people to play. Like people from the East coast hadn't heard it. So like you'd go into a chat and you'd play like some Absol or some Kendrick Lamar and people like, Oh, what is this? What is this? And then section 80 came out and he just took, it was, Mm -hmm. he blew up. Can I be honest? Uh, Kendrick Lamar was something that was hard for me to get into because I think like originally like the sound of his voice was just too it was too much you know it's like I couldn't listen mm-hmm. to a full album front to back listening to that see I almost mm-hmm. felt that way about J. Cole and that's mm-hmm. weird for me to say because I feel like just based on my taste I'm more of a J. Cole like person yeah but Kendrick resonated with me more than J. Cole and I like I'm slowly I mean I've already always appreciated J. Cole like J. Cole's dope. Like I mean, a self-produced MC is always very impressive to me. But Kendrick, for some reason, just made me want to just. Mm-hmm. Another know. album from 2013 that I really, I really love, because the internet by Childish Gambino. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually had trouble picking because I tried to just pick like one album by each artist that would That's like what I define to a decade. Mm-hmm. So I think with Childish Gambino is actually really hard to pick one. Because for me, it was more of Camp because that was my introduction into right. Gambino. Camp was, I think Camp was good, but like because the internet is more what he's like now. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I get it. It was such it. a change. That from, was his pivot. Yeah. But the great yeah. thing about Childish Gambino, too, is with every album, it brought something different, something, something new. new. Well, hold yeah. Up. Hold up. So or, it's kind of hard to say that like one album could define who he is. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about just hip hop? Because when you guys were going through 2012, what about Frank Ocean? Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I was just, Are we? I was just looking up yeah. to see when Channel Orange came out. Mm-hmm. 2012. Because that, I mean, 
My that, fucking students were, were fucking yeah. <laughs> playing that. That's yeah. why it's album. so hard just to pick an album from uh-huh. a year. Cause, yeah, well, if you're looking at genres, too, because it's, yeah. it's a hip-hop. It's definitely an R&B. It's like Solange right. that came out in, what, 2017? I got it right here. Yeah. Yeah, the one with that like that portrait of her face and stuff in her hair, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Right. 2016. 16. Um, yeah, a seat at the table. So you guys yeah. are 14 now? Oh, uh, yeah, 2015. Oh, no, hold on, 14, 14. We did 14. Black Messiah. We did 14. Black Messiah. Okay, oh, you for you. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm chiming in now. I'm <laughs> okay. looking at my All list. Right. I'm trying to figure out the years. Ian's <laughs> caught that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2015, Ghostface Kill Us, Our Soul with Bad, Bad, Not Good. 2015 for me was uh, Shrem Life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To Pimp a Butterfly. <laughs> Sorry. To Pimp okay. a Butterfly, yeah. Love that. Yeah, album. I mean... That, that was a game changer. It's in, it's in the Smithsonian. Yeah, that one's in my top ten that's, of the that's, Yeah, that, even more so than Good Kid, Mad City, because I feel mm-hmm. like Good Kid, Mad City, lots of great artists mm-hmm. have had a great album like that, mm-hmm. but to then follow it up with To Pimp yeah, a Butterfly, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. that's ridiculous. For me, like Good Kid, Mad City, it was like instant classic for, for me, for like, right. for like Kendrick, but like How to Pimp a Butterfly just like, totally skyrocketed yeah, it's like his whole position on mm-hmm. life in general and it brought everybody uh, to me with him to me good kid mad city to pimp a butterfly and damn i i don't think many artists can touch that three fucking mm-hmm. back, to back, a, back to back that's that hard consistency yeah that's yeah. hard i threw in a a fast fact here which if you listen to the office podcast with angela kinsey and so <laughs> i listened to the first episode samantha started listening to it too second, but she hasn't time. she hasn't seen all of them so she stopped oh. listening because she doesn't want spoilers okay but, but i'm gonna i i love it i enjoy the podcast because it's super interesting so i threw in a couple fast facts here and i want to throw in one about the album damn so damn won the 2018 pulitzer prize being the first non-jazz or classic classical artist mm-hmm. to ever win it okay mm-hmm. Which that's I feel I'm like saying. that's that's a and hell it says of a lot and it says yeah. a because lot. I mean, Good Kid, Mad City is any hip hop fan is going to be like that was a fantastic album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he made to Pimp a Butterfly and got critical acclaim for that. Then he won a fucking Pulitzer with Damn, <laughs> Damn. Like who's done more to like advance the just culture of hip hop in like this ten years than Kendrick Lamar has with his last three mm-hmm. albums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unreal. He that's why I, I felt shit. like that was like mm-hmm. I only have three fast facts, and that was <laughs> that's why it's that so annoying when like older cats are like, oh, like all newer artists are so shit. And, I'm like, have you yeah. f- like who the fuck are you talking about? Joey who? Badass too. I yeah, mean, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like who wins a Pulitzer fucking surprise or whatever? Okay, two more fast facts. Pulitzer Oh no, I don't want to give them yet. But uh, okay. okay, I'll give you. I'll give you one more. I'll give you a 2012 fast fact. <laughs> Little Wayne passed Elvis Presley with the most appearances on the Billboard 100 for a solo artist. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which I and I feel like for hip hop in general, that's like a milestone. Mm-hmm. Like for somebody to be able to do to beat Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sorry, but I love Wheezy. Mm-hmm. He's he. I have a soft spot in my heart for Wayne. Lollipop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Duffel Carter back boys. Three was okay, but the no, two no, the two like, is the two where is his baby picture? Is that two? Uh, that's three. That's three. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are great albums. Mm-hmm. I think like just Little Wayne in general, like the amount of times he's been featured on on albums. Little Wayne songs. is a victim of his success because yeah. he Dude. went from underground to mainstream so fast that people got sick of his music. But did people? Like, I did. Dude. 
I feel he's like put out a lot of trash. Uh, yeah, I feel he's like there's a... so many songs. He's, that it's he's like, so funny. He just though. oversaturated he yeah. himself. Oversaturated, uh-huh. and I feel but like, like uh, all like so many because he's the type where you listen to like. Holy shit, this is a banger. Holy shit, this is a banger. Holy shit, this is a... Because so many of them were, like, on the radio. Mm-hmm. And that I know you got tired of it. And you're like... And then mm-hmm. some of these are like, these aren't as good as some of the other songs he used to make. Yeah. This but, is going to be a hot take with a lot of the older crowd here, too. But, like, uh, Little Yachty was similar, where he was just featured on every single song, you know, of the last decade no i guess the last like four years but yeah. he was a uh, he was featured on so many songs that like i feel like people got burnt out on him. Mm-hmm. like when he went to go eventually put out his own albums people weren't listening to him. yeah you're just sick of it well yeah. i feel like his interview with uh with <laughs> dj was it dj premiere oh uh, he redeemed him? himself with a freestyle afterwards though mm. but like that but also can we talk about him? like what is a freestyle and what it's really not <laughs> no, a freestyle, and that's though. a thing. No, it's like, no, so no, yeah. it is the thing. Like, people are like, oh, freestyle on this beat, and it's just like it's something they put it's on the next day. It's know? a cipher. They that's fine something. to me. It's, if it's well ex- executed, it's well executed. They just need to update the but also, it's not yeah. a freestyle. But also, we need to recognize when it is a freestyle and like, it's better than other people's prepared shit. Black Thought? Like, you need to fucking respect that. Freestyle of the... Dude, but of decade. The, 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 that's the freestyle. Two yeah. years ago, two years ago, we couldn't hear a single song without Lil Yachty. Mm-hmm. And then this year, have I you could. heard a single song without Lil Yachty? Uh, I'm pretty content yes. with that. All the songs. Sometimes you gotta retreat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alright, so where are we at? When next? What's the next year? 2016. Uh, 2016. I have no worries. Uh, yes, Lord. This was actually... That, that, that's the Anderson Pock and... Uh, um, Who's working with him on that? Producer, what's his name? I don't know, mm-hmm. but I know, I know you love that. You're the mm-hmm. one that got me into that. Uh, hold on, when's, one second. Please. When's No Name stuff? That first one that came out. Two, I think that might have been 2015. Oh, okay, but 2016 for me, the we got we got this from here. A tribe yeah. called yeah, Quest. Tribe called Quest. That's on my list for sure. Redbone came out then. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, Don Glover? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, was that 17. I think I just looked it up, man. <laughs> oh, knowledge producer. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, right. 2016, um, coloring book by Chance the Rapper. Oh, and that also one. Also very good. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like Chance the Rapper, but he's one of my favorite. Wait, you know, who doesn't like Chance? Me. And it, it's not <laughs> that I don't like him. It's just it's not my style of music. Mm-hmm. It is kind of gospely, and you know sometimes it's, it just it doesn't resonate. Some of his new well. shit though, really, like my two two of my favorite songs of the last two years, "You Might Need Security" by Chance the Rapper, <laughs> is this I and mean, feel the vibe with Anderson Pog. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Did you guys watch the uh, the new Netflix show with Chance the Rapper, Ti and Cardi B? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the Rhythm and Flow? Right. I tried it's to like watch It's like a reality that. TV oh, show. No, Kevin okay, loves okay, it. Yeah. He, he was trying to get me to watch it, but mm-hmm. I haven't. I think you would like it because it actually made me respect Chance the Rapper a lot more. He than also called previously. out, um, who's like the rapist? R. Kelly. He called him out and was like, oh, R. Kelly's a piece of shit. And he's one of the only And he holds rappers. it down for Chicago. Yeah. Whoever's not calling out R. Kelly at this point. I respect Chance the Rapper, but I'm kind of with you. Like, I haven't given him much of a chance yeah. he has such clever fucking rhymes and then they're mm-hmm. delivered so nonchalantly that you mm-hmm. miss them i think mm-hmm. the production to me is not what i want that's what i'm saying it's like, like i think he's gospel-y, talented like but the production so i'm talking about like, his features lately that's what's been yeah. or like the little ep he made last summer was yeah. great and i think the stuff that he does for chicago like should never go under noted like what i mean the things his he, activism for, yeah he, things like, he does for school he, he like 
He donated a bunch of money to the school system when they were mm-hmm. having problems. He bought like this failing like um, locally based like news uh, paper thing and like took it over and like supported their efforts to bring like voices to like underrepresented people. And then like another larger paper like tried coming at him and he like calls them out in songs and shit. Mm-hmm. He took the money that he made from Apple off that coloring book album and like like created science programs and stuff like in the Chicago. He like, like open question. Do you guys see that as becoming more common with like Kendrick and so. younger artists be more activists slash rapper? I think I that's know. just, I think in society in general, younger more. people are becoming more involved just because of the political climate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron has probably put more kids through college th- in Ohio. And that's the other thing has. you have people like LeBron. Mm-hmm. This is another underrated thing about it. You have like famous, super famous people like him doing it and like them seeing the example he's setting of giving back to the community, getting involved in politics, like, uh, and like just representing like mm-hmm. people who haven't been represented. I think that's just a general theme overall. And they have more role models doing it. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like and he hasn't been boasting about it or anything. No, you know? he's and just like, doing it. He's just doing it because like that's the right thing to do for him. And like, and it's funny too because have you guys seen his show, The Shop? on hbo yeah yeah i I love it because it's like a nice round robin conversation like this and they go over different political stuff and things like that and it's just like and he brings everyone in there like you can see him he influenced colin kaepernick and even Mm -hmm. megan rapino was like colin kaepernick taking a stand like Mm -hmm. and then she called out uh uh cristiano ronaldo and uh the other guy in soccer messy messy to like take a stand and like support things they believe in she called them out this Mm -hmm. week so and they should like I think Killer Mike does that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Takes that activist stance. Yeah, and they should because soccer players make the most money on the fucking planet, and they should be able to, you know, use that. I mean, not here. Start, but not, over, no, not here. But, over, but overseas. But in yeah. the yeah, like but start on the, using on the planet, like start though, using like, their power for good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like use your position to like help other people. Mm-hmm. I think like how you guys said though how he doesn't boast and brag about it. Like, What's wrong? Um, Hold on. Sorry. There that was me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Say it again, Brad. My bad. So how, like, you guys were mentioning how, like, LeBron doesn't boast and brag about his stats and stuff. Like, that's real charity, you know, when you don't mm-hmm. need you don't need somebody to validate what you did. You know, right. You did it because it meant Like, some of his stuff gets tons of publicity, mm-hmm. but, like, the everyday stuff he's doing, he All doesn't right. like. Yeah, you're doing good for the sake of doing good, mm-hmm. not because... Not for PR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, Kobe runs... Was it six or seven different like charities, and you would never know that, never know that, but he does it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I feel like that's that's true charity is when you don't need recognition for what you're doing. Yeah, and like when Chance did the paper, you know, like nobody really knew about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like no, like only I've read about this mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's not like, and then like he got mad because they like tried to like go after his paper, so he made a song about it, and called out like. He called out Chicago PD about their police brutality. He, he's called out the mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, who used to work for Obama, about, like, being corrupt and shit. It's like, he takes stands and, like, is down, definitely down for his community. Yeah. So someone else who does that really well, I think Rhapsody does that well with, like, supporting local artists who are in her community. So, like, Cool Creative came out with these really rad patches for jackets uh, with all of the ladies that were featured on Rhapsody's Eve. Mm-hmm. And she promoted that so hard through her Instagram to try to get people to like buy the patches, buy the jacket. I think that shit's like really cool. Yeah. If you guys watched uh, Rhythm and Flow 2 on Netflix, uh, Nipsey Hussle actually has a school in Los Angeles mm-hmm. where he mm-hmm. was trying to help artists figure out how to better themselves as well. Yeah, he also bought like a bunch of uh, businesses in Crenshaw 
that were like super poor and like couldn't and like help rebuild Crenshaw back up to instead of like being a but I think poor community. All these examples just show you know, like the the power that hip hop artists have just because mm-hmm. how dominant the culture is and like the like whether North Carolina, L.A., Chicago, they're using their. So who knows like what's going to come of it in ten or twenty years? Yeah. Like the people they influence, the people they help, what they'll do to pa- like pass it forward. And I'm so happy that they start locally first, you know, because it's like that's what you need, that's where you're from, and everything like that. And then it blossomed from there, right? Mm-hmm. And like someone like Rhapsody, just like how many future female artists are going to be influenced mm-hmm. by seeing her, like be able just to be an artist and give credit to previous female artists who have come before her as well like mm-hmm. on all of her tracks it's a dedication to all the artists who have come before her like yeah. Aaliyah Oprah you know all the tracks are mm-hmm. dedicated to people who have influenced her yes. I think that shit's really cool mm-hmm. I think it's cool with like especially Rhapsody and, and her where they don't have to use sex appeal either mm-hmm. to, that's what know, I mean to promote she's just yeah. she's just going out there and rapping yeah it's like you respect them for their talent yeah it's mm-hmm. not it's and like, nothing else mm-hmm. and there is like, like yeah Nicki Minaj is great mm-hmm. but, but she's so a pop ass, st- but like that's mm-hmm. the pop star aspect exactly to it. like you can have both I yeah, mean I think there doesn't have to be one or the other which I think has been this like long held like thing where like oh you can only have Jean Grey you can't have like a Nicki Minaj it's like no like I'm in the mood for Nicki Minaj yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. but like the ability to have both in that space is super important and it's good especially for like women because like in the guy space you know there is both you know the backpacker the mm-hmm. you know political one like women women have the same say and one and thing that Rhapsody much. promotes too is like I'm not a female artist like I'm a fucking artist you know I'm like don't put me in this box of like female rapper like I'm a rapper right. so I think that's starting to come around a bit more too as well and that's that, I mean and that's just based off her that's her talent mm-hmm. it's undeniable like when you're under it's like what Eminem did with white rappers like when you're that good people will have to recognize it or else you're gonna look stupid if you say it isn't good right and like with Rhapsody on how to pimp a butterfly the only feature on that entire album says so much mm-hmm. right like the cosign she's got then that's the thing another thing like with the cosigns like we with like with Toby Nwigwi, mm-hmm. like the people who are working with her shows you like how she's respected by people within the like Hip hop. Mm-hmm. The only shitty thing is, um, who's a producer that you really like, Caesar? Which one? Uh, he works with terminology a lot. Static. Static. Mm-hmm. So she was on um, Static's podcast. Mm-hmm. This was like five years ago, and they had Rhapsody and they had a porn star. And I was like, they always have porn this stars. Is so shitty. <laughs> like, don't have a fem- like mm-hmm. a female who's so strong on with like a porn star. Uh-huh. It's like a weird. Why can't porn stars be strong? I mean, they can be, they are but strong. at the same time, like, can you just have Rhapsody who's talking about like her artistry and not have a porn? But star? usually, sometimes they just have them on like back to back kind of thing, know. you know, and they happen to be in the same room. But, um, but yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So where are we at? <laughs> 2016. Oh, Actually, shit, sorry. 2016 was, I I'll think try. it was like a pretty. Well, first of all, we first of all, just. 2016 was Lemonade, so yeah. you kind of have to just acknowledge that <laughs> Lemonade came out in 2016 Lemonade, by yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. I, I only... I know you're not a Beyonce no, fan. No, Lemonade by Gucci Mane is the only one. <laughs> the only it's lemonade the only Lemonade recognize. I recognize. So anything else called Lemonade work, is discredited. Overrated. I can't listen to shit that is only about like relationships. But also, I would take Lemonade to be more of a pop album. 
hot yes. take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is is that the one where like she made videos for every yes. song on there, right? And like mm-hmm. just released it out at the same time. Oh, that's so cool! Though, cause and, that's what Connie did for my beautiful bark. And that's how it was like when Michael Jackson used to come out with an album, you know, like mm-hmm. a music video for every song. It's like, fucking cool, mm-hmm. but I just can't listen to it. <laughs> so 2016 for uh, me. Salute though, to the Illuminati's. I want to. <laughs> I feel like this was actually a really strong year for hip hop. And uh, I think Jeffrey by Young Thug should be recognized. Like, I think that was one of my top <laughs> albums for 2016. Love him or hate him. Like, I think that was a he's got, I love. Him. He's gotten a lot better. Yeah, he has. And I think that was like, I used to hate him. Like, I, I thought, like, this is some little Wayne wannabe, like, drive me crazy. And then that Jeffrey album came out, and I'm like, okay, he's he's breaking himself out. He's when they mature movies. like that, like, like Mac Miller's always uh, the example. You know, yeah. you know it's weird though. Like I'm a huge Saul Williams fan. If you know me, what? Um, yeah, you know what? Um, you like that guy? But Saul Williams like really respects Young Thug. Mm-hmm. Like he always references like Young Thug when he's talking about new music. Well, I heard his work ethic is second to none. Right, but he's just saying he's like taking it to a different level, and like Saul Williams appreciates like the way that his style is and everything. So I don't know. I mean, I still can't get fully into him, but I respect that the guy I, that I, I respect really the like most. Him. <laughs> I think uh, Three Thousand One: A Laced Odyssey by Flatbush Zombies. Also, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think that was very good. What about Malibu? Malibu is great. Mm-hmm. Anything Anderson Park does. Yes. I mean, come on. But, yeah. Malibu, but like Malibu's that album is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. I think every anything he. I'm sorry. I but like that was, Malibu was like him and that like that was hey that was it. what's up okay. like yeah. that was his you know him coming out being like look mm-hmm. I'm fucking the shit because he'd been around forever right. and that's what he used that, to go by Breezy Lovejoy and that's what that Honey Bee song too right is that the one on that Malibu one it's like Honey something I don't know that's Wait why I put no worries for 2016 like Anderson Pock is just. Blonde by Frank Ocean came out in 2016 too. So mm. did uh, Everyone's Looking, Everybody's Looking by uh, Gucci Mane. <laughs> back to back Gucci. To, back right. Gucci. I'm okay. always going to come back Gucci. to Gucci, but this album was especially <laughs> important because it's when he just got out of jail and mm-hmm. he was more vulnerable in this album than like any other album. Like you hear stuff about his life and his mom and like his friends and stuff that you hadn't ever heard before. Mm. So I feel like this is like his turning point where he evolved as a hip hop artist. My okay. album of 2016 though was Run the Jewels 3. <laughs> of 2016? Of oh, see, I I think mine was We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service. Because I, I take Run the Jewels 2 <laughs> for the decade. So 2017. Uh, has to be Joey Badass, All American Badass. Does it? <laughs> oh, that's good. That, uh, second, second on yeah, that. Yeah, uh, it's fucking awesome. Album. That that uh, there's so like there's like five or six songs that I would mm-hmm. still listen to regularly off that album. And like tip the tail, good interlude, like everything he talks about, very influential. And also, but damn, damn, you like it's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just talked about it winning a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, like, no, but that's a like a great year too. Um, I'm not saying that you know, but I mean, I think Flower Boy has to be mentioned a little bit. I think that was a. I liked it. It's a hot take, man. That's I liked a hot it. take. All American Badass was good too. Uh-huh. And four four four. Oh, that was that year too. Yeah. Oh wait, no, twenty seventeen. Sorry, mm-hmm. Leila's Wisdom. Leila. Oh, oh, was Rass- Leila's Wisdom twenty sixteen? Yeah, yeah, I think that was Rasputin. Have you guys watched uh, Wu Tang and American Saga on Hulu? I love Not it. No, I yeah, love yeah. it. Oh, Joey mm-hmm. Badass actually plays Inspector Deck. Mm-hmm. Is that? That's who it is. Yeah, All right. and David East. Familiar. David East plays uh, Method, Method Man. Method Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and oh my god, I love it. Now when I listen to a David East like an album, <laughs> Did you like I just the, I can't not get Method, Method Man. Man out of my head. <laughs> I know. 
yeah. not the same thing. The new album was good too. That survival album yeah. from David East. David East has been my boy for a long Dude, time. Dude, but he plays Method Man so well. Really? Like, I mean, he sounds like him. He like, does sound like him. It's yeah. crazy. Like, he does He does an amazing job. Yeah, and he could sell Calvin Klein underwear probably, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Him and Marky Mark, but side that was by the, side. That was the whole point of Method Man in the whole group was he was he was the ladies' man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, then Ghostface came in with that thug and B. <laughs> Uh, what's the next year? 2018? 20, 20, 20, 2017. <laughs> Are we on 2017? <laughs> we were just talking about 2017. Yeah, Rhapsody's uh, album, right? Yeah, Layla's Wisdom 2017. Mm, great, 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 great album from that year. So, I Monica, I want you to chime in on this because you were gone. So, we're in 2017. What do, what do you think about um, All American Badass? Because I know you're a big Joey Badass. That's, That's, That's what, what she, she said, said before yeah. she left. No, I know. But so, what do you Oh, you need to talk about, about it. it. Yeah, <laughs> you need to talk about it. I want to. I think what Caesar said, like tip to tail, was just great. I mean, I can listen mm-hmm. to that front to back yeah. today, and mm-hmm. it's just so good. Yeah. yeah, and that's like that's like an album that's gonna stand the test of time too, mm-hmm. especially what he's talking about. And like going back to mm-hmm. activism, if you watch his videos from that album, mm-hmm. he like they're just so. Yeah, he, he had Nigel Sylvester on on a song too. Really? Some BMXer, yeah. For yeah. all the BMX heads I, out I there. think Joey Badass is like on mm-hmm. the scale of Kendrick when it comes to younger artists, yeah. artists having something to say mm-hmm. and saying important. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's weird he doesn't get the praise, I feel like, outside. Mm-hmm. They'd come, though. Um, two albums from 2017. The C- Culture by Migos came out that year, which to me is their best album. Yeah. It, it changed a lot of things, too. You know, so. I kind of made a side note for things that other people might have really <laughs> enjoyed. That they're looking at me like, oh, yeah, how did you put that there when Drake put out views or, you know, and Migos cultures. Yeah. We can't deny it. And then uh, At What Cost by Goldlink, too. Mm-hmm. That out, like, oh, yeah. That's when I first learned about him. The crew? Oh, that track's so good. Yeah, that's, that, that's the, one of the songs of the decade. Like he His production is so ridiculous. So yeah, that was, that was mine for 2017. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, 18, Monica? Uh, J-Rock Redemption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love with like J-Rock, him coming, like, if you listen to a lot of his old shit, super hard. And for him to, like, develop as a person and his raps and everything like that to be on something There's just so mainstream. many bangers on mm-hmm. that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my personal favorite was Evidence Whether or Not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great one. It I is. mean, I'm just saying, yeah. like, it caught me by surprise because here's mm-hmm. the deal. is like I I stopped listening to, like, Dilated and mm-hmm. Evidence. I loved Dilated when I was younger. I loved Evidence. And then I just like kind of got sick of it. I was like, I can't listen to Dilated anymore. And then when I heard Evidence was going solo, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stomach this. And honestly, I listened to like his first album and I wasn't too into like the, was it The Weatherman? Mm-hmm. I, I just wasn't too mm-hmm. into it. And then... Um, the Weatherman? Like Yak Balls? And- no, no, no. His like, because he has a whole weather like... <laughs> he likes the rain. He's and- the Weatherman. Yeah, yeah he, he likes the like, Weatherman. We- yeah, rain. Because there was a group so, called Weatherman, which right. was Cage and Yak Balls. Yeah, but all his uh, Evidence's like albums were like structured around this whole idea of like the weather and stuff so um but yeah and then i i heard whether or not and i was like whole like i'm like what's going on with this like i love it and then i and the cats and dogs i think is just as good i think mm-hmm. they're both extremely yeah. solid albums <laughs> and i don't know like that just blew my mind and it actually got voted whether or not got voted the best album on um ambrosia for heads yeah. like that was a whole like you know like 
It's, yeah, because he even jokes about it too. He's like, I only talk about weather and cats and dogs in my raps. Right. But um, I, mean, I just super appreciate what he did on that. And I think Marco Polo and um, Master Ace made a, a, that Brooklyn a story. beautiful album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, those were two of my favorites. For me, it was Dem Atlas with Bad Actress. Yeah, that, that's a really good far. album. That made me a fan of him. An R&B album from that year that I really love is Janelle Monet. Uh, mm-hmm. Computer, what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty Computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that album's just... I love me some Janelle Monet, and like her production's great, and her like whole attitude. like She just makes fun-ass fucking music, and so it's hard, like... She raps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Very talented. That was 2018. Last year had some We talked about that was 2016. 16. And then, uh, Caesar, I know you got that Prime 2 from 2018. Oh, yeah, that Prime. Just uh, anything with Royce and then Primo. And then the Scarface meets MF Doom was also 2018. Yeah, the Scarface. And yeah, mm-hmm. that was a great one. Yeah, Scarface is dope. But my favorite one. From 2018, well, I don't know if I don't. I didn't really pick favorites. Uh, Room 25 by No Name came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. That was another great one. What year did that Vince Staples like that summer 06? Oh, was that it, was, was that was that it was like that was like 16. I think. 16. I like that one because it like. Sorry, just a little lost, but it like changed like West Coast rap wasn't you know didn't need to sound like it used to you know, but so. Been staples. Even what y'all think of KOD? I am a fan. Yeah, it's a great, it's a good album, especially mm-hmm. for because like what's come since it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like J Cole's tear since that album came out is like yeah. 2008 Andre 3000. Right. Yeah. Like his features ever since that album came out, been killing it. Have just mm-hmm. been destroyed. Like they're they're mm-hmm. it's. Fucking path of destruction, like Sherman March into the Sea. It's I'm just ridiculous. Saying, I really enjoyed 2018. I mean, we had Fonte. No news is good news. Oh uh, yeah, that oh, yes. that album. Mm-hmm. I love that album. And then like Mac Miller came out with Swimming. 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 I, mean, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. And like and Black yeah. Thought went in on Streams of Thought. Yes. Daytona came out in 2018. Right. It was a good and that year. One, that one that brought to put beef on wax again. Mm-hmm. Like that's what made me so pumped about that album. <laughs> I mean. It was Kanye on the production. Yeah. So it was like... Kanye's influence. Kanye did a lot in 2018 Mm. with those little short albums. Nas put out some more trash in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) What was the name of the trash? Nasir. That's what, yeah. Was that the one that Kanye produced? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. yes, I didn't yes. mind that. I didn't it had it did it. have that one song, the cop shot the kid. Yeah, yeah, the, the Dougie Fresh sample. Yeah, I didn't. Mind that was it. that was mm-hmm. good, but the album cover was tight. <laughs> I was about that one. But there's just a lot of hype, just like Yay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hype mm-hmm. and not much substance behind it. But now we're here to 2019. Oh, I got I got a list for that one. Right? A lot here of good is. ones here in 2019. So just to get out of the way, Revenge of the Dreamers, since it technically was an album, we're saying it's a mixtape. Or a mm-hmm. compilation. Or a compilation. Documentary. Mm-hmm. But that fucking album, I mean, I feel like in 10 years, people will look back at, yeah. and see all the people on that album and be like, how the, how are all these people on this Have you guys album? seen the YouTube documentary of how no. they made that? No. Oh, wait. Yeah. Actually, I have. Never mind. It's pretty good. Yeah. It just goes through the whole process, like because there's so much footage of them, like in the mm-hmm. studio working together on songs. I forgot that I watched mm-hmm. that. Yep. Right. So Eve, obviously. Oh yes. yeah. I think that was my number one, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
Brad, what do you got for 2019? I think my favorite album for 2019 was uh, actually Shelby by Little Skies. Silence. You love that little guys. <laughs> no, I do. He, you got I me. Do. I, I really do. I think he's one of the the only like newer artists that can carry on the legacy of some of the the older artists. Mm-hmm. Where so, he's lyrical. Mm-hmm. He's he has good production. You know. So this one I like top five of nineteen it was like uh, sincerely Detroit by Apollo Brown. That was a uh, good album. That gets a second for me. That yeah. shit is. I love mm-hmm. that. Shit. I, I love, love Apollo Brown. Just yeah, in general, His, uh, Caesar always makes fun of me. I have a whole playlist of just like the soulful mm-hmm. flips and stuff mm-hmm. that he does. Yeah, production's dope. The production man. is fucking crazy. I gotta like, say, I I downloaded his. Uh, I, I bought a sample pack. Oh, okay. His drums. All right. Game changer on fantastic. My Game changer uh, on my production. I can't have you guys wait. heard the left though? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sean has. Anybody the left. Else? The left. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll share it after this. Okay. Um, bandana, of course. Yeah, bandana's yeah. on Band- my list. Come on, and like, Fred, like Freddie Gibbs is sometimes too much for me. Oh, I yeah. know you love him, mm-hmm. but like he's I, hit or miss. but I feel no, like he, he really takes a, a step, t- like in this album because mm-hmm. it's way more consistent. It's not just him talking shit about. Like yeah, and then I feel too. It probably all happened. You started working out a little bit more, like mentally, in like a different like state. Mad Lib mm. brings that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly, his like pinata and that is just, yeah, they're mm-hmm. just classic. And then uh, made the Lord watch by Little Brother. Yep. So Maryland mm-hmm. Earth Gang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, retrospective uh, Sky Zoo and Pete Rock, like uh, Sky Zoo in the bars, oh, Pete Rock in the I production. Mean, I'm with Caesar on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I liked because we, we played a couple of those. We on played the uh, Metropolitan, I think, is the one your favorite one on there. I'm gonna go back on this though. I'm gonna be the weird one. Um, Epic Beardman. This was supposed to be fun. <laughs> I love that album. I'm sorry. They're just they're so clever. Like that that's the Saint thing Francis with those. Be Dolan. Yeah. Like they're clever. I mean, and that's like some like grown folks rap stuff. Um, the song they did with Atmosphere, Pistol Pete. Sometimes so to me they're good. trying too hard to be clever. Yeah, I feel like Stage yeah. Francis tries too hard to be smart. I don't know. I think together though, because like there's like this like generational it, gap. Because like, he Beedle does like, like kind of like what Eminem does with like the multisyllabic rhymes. He does with being funny. It's mm-hmm. like okay, we get it. Right, but I think him you're and fucking B, smart. But I think him and B. <laughs> Dolan together though make some magic. And so I mean, I I was surprised by that album. And so Big Crit put out too. Uh, so yes. there's uh, TDT. And energy off that album is so much. I love that one. I think energy off that was Mm -hmm. the better one. And then Crit is here. Crit is here, yeah. We played a bunch of songs off of that. We talked about Toby yet? Toby hasn't been putting those. But like he didn't put, what was the name of his album? I forgot. He put out so much shit. It's hard to pick. There's three originals, which was the first set that That was 2018. No, that was 2019. Was that 2019? And then he had the. He just put out so much. Yeah, I know. It was just easier to focus on mm-hmm. songs because he put out like an EP and two albums. Because I I'll listen to the whole Toby discography all the yeah. time, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you guys, like one of my top mm-hmm. albums of the year was "The Lost Boy" by YB and Corday. Mm-hmm. Like I, Marino too. Yeah, I saw that. Like it's just for someone so young. Like we played this that one song with Chance the Rapper last yeah. week. It's so introspective and like for someone who's like 20 years old to make something that I could relate to as yeah. someone almost twice his age. It's just crazy how mature oh, he's dope. it sounds. Tyler uh, too. Igor came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then on the R&B tip too, that uh, Free Spirit with Khaled. Uh-huh. I love that album too. Caesar, uh, yeah. 
Lizzo came out. Lizzo. Ooh, Lizzo mm-hmm. was in my top songs. What about Gangstar? Sure. Gangstar dropped a gem on Yeah. Um, the album was good too. I mean, you know, it was it was what you albums hit or miss. Yeah, it, it is. But I think but there are the the hits are fucking great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, R and B, Heather Victoria. Yes, Heather Victoria's album was awesome. I loved Caesar's, it. Caesar's, Caesar's and then uh, who does the Ari Ari Lexan with that Shea Butter Baby? Ari Linux. Linux. I can never say. You say it. Le- it's Linux. It's I, L-N-N-O-X. I can't never fucking read. That's why I take pictures. It's not like Toby's last name. Another, yeah. Another I can per- say Toby. You can all say the time. Toby Newigwe, mm-hmm. but you can't say Ari Linux. Yeah. Um, Another artist I really actually discovered and fell in love with is Sampa the Great. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, that album. Yeah. That's my leader. The right return, there. but I mean, just I just kind of went back. Oh, we, we we forgot to talk about but Scissors Control. Oh yeah, I, mm-hmm. Caesar and I both love that album. Yes, mm-hmm. and don't sleep on Georgia and Maldro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, uh, Declaim. It's Declaim's wife. Declaim is like some obscure rapper from I think like. And then my little California. honorable mention was uh, Monday by Joel Ortiz because he's like, he's my guy. That's your dude. This is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Every is time I see his name, I think of you. Huh? Is Slaughterhouse no. ever coming? Never, out? never, no. never again. There's You're like, dead? there's like a couple of YouTube things about it. It's just like it wasn't the time for them, mm-hmm. and it's just like they're all. It's like a powerhouse, and they're all doing so. Like Crooked Eye comes out with an album every other month, you know. So what's Royce doing? Royce puts out. He just had an album too. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Book, yeah, yeah, yeah. Book, Book, Book of Ryan. And I love that album too. That would probably would be. Oh, my is that favorite. the one where he raps about his dad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in that was like, the top two with evidence as well. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that, and they came out in the same quarter, like probably the same month even. Yeah. yeah. Joe Bun's got too much to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like Brother Ali's new album for 2019. That so was- that is the perfect segue mm-hmm. because my song of the week this week is uh, Red off the new Brother Ali album with Brother Ali and Evidence. That's right. So that's my song mm-hmm. of the week. All right, listen. We're in touch. So <laughs> take it's that a- long drink. It's, yeah. that, it's the sauce keeping us interconnected. And that beanie, too. Yeah. <laughs> Five Brother Ali. So listen and enjoy. So then. Start reverting to my life It feels more important than any words that rhyme What I mean is this I can't rap for other rappers My truth has to be told If not, then I'm an actor I played roles till it didn't feel redeeming I save my bread when it's earned More than when I'm scheming My day's light compared to feelings in the evening At night, I'm an angel on my shoulders Wearing demons I wear my heart on my articles of clothing And play my cards just an artist who went folding. I save my scars for the day I started flowing in the same way the hardest shit to learn's a part of growing. Told the world my dreams and lived through it. Then I came apart at the seams, then I renewed it. Wipe the slate clean, validate everything I knew since I was 18. I might just rock a gold chain like BA from 18. My God, these are not words with empty promises. These are from a person who's immersed in where the drama is. Thought the feeling was dead, so I wrote a second verse but kept the first one instead. My God, these four walls can talk. My drum chops have seen it all. His eyes were dead, mine always been bloodshot red. Midwest of Venice, 
when I sent it. My sixth sense center sensitivity is vintage. Busy curing sicknesses, it's yet to be invented. Engendered respect to the nth degree is endless. The main emphasis is to be felt instead of mentioned. Man, listen, I stepped upon this land, glistening, rocking a chunk of gold link chain of transmission. My bandwidth is blistering. Ancestors listening, standing on the brick to push my passion through this instrument. My God, extended breaks to invite me and dilate my people's bystanders can't indict me. I got a brother named Amir Suleiman. If you know my name and I hear that something's wrong, word born, here's a bar he spit. I wanna honor it. He said it's counterfeit to think the cowardice lengthens life. Bravery shortens it. This is the order of the warrior poets, the inordinate glorious, the slaughtered by the lawless. I know it all the honors that the hearts can harness. The healing tears applauded our performance. Flawless, my God. If these four balls could talk. Chops have heard it all. His eyes were dead, but always been albino red. My God, if these four walls could talk, Trump chops have heard it all. His eyes were dead, but always been albino red. My God. Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's pick of the week, and it was Red by Brother Ali featuring Evidence. Yeah, off his newest album, which is called, what is it called, uh, Ian? (laughs) (laughs) Monica Caesar. Is it Secrets and Escapes? Secrets and Escapes, that's right. I had it pulled up, and then I changed screens and and Mm -hmm. forgot the name. But it's like, like, the album's okay. I feel like Brother Ali's put out a lot of music lately, and it hasn't really been... (laughs) that good but i love the production on that song and evidence i feel like has been really really good the last couple of years he's taken his flows to another level right and like what i was sharing earlier before the podcast um the thing you got to know about that album is brother ali actually like basically freestyled most of the album so it was like a he, surprise album right yeah yeah they, so because he him and him and evidence were just hanging out at evidence's crib in the garage that's the studio and Brother Ali was just spitting like four bars that it, like, you know, evidence would just roll out a beat and he would just spit four bars and listen to it and be like, add more four bars. And just that's how the whole album was conceived. So, I mean, you got to think about it, like for the content and Brother Ali's talent, it's pretty impressive. And then mm-hmm. having evidence kind of like debut a whole produced album is pretty amazing. And then evidence is going to be producing his next album Didn't entirely. did Ev produce for Kanye? Uh, yeah, he produced ago? the um, Last Call Mm-hmm. Um and Kanye no, mixtape right? No, no, it was on no, uh, College Dropout, right? That's right. That's the last right. song, mm-hmm. last call, and um, Kanye took it and of course like reprogrammed like the drums and stuff. And there was like you know he had a Kanye it, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no I've got like a what is a Grammy for that? We were talking about like people that got us into hip hop. Brother Ali is like one of those artists for me. Like mm-hmm. when Shadows mm-hmm. on the Sun came out, that was mm-hmm. one of the albums that was like damn. What's the song on there with uh, with Slug and uh, Atmosphere, Slug from Atmosphere and um, 
what's the name of that song? Yeah. 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 You know which one I'm talking about. Like that, that song goes hard. Yeah. Like that's when I heard that shit, I was like, all right, this is tight. Yeah. And the thing I didn't know about it was blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is the name of it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And the thing I didn't know about Brother Ali is he's like super, like very, like he takes a lot of time writing. I mean, he admits it. He's like, it takes me forever to write a song. So I mean, you can tell by like the caliber of like how talented he is, but it take you know it takes him a while. In so. his album before this one, he actually talked about that a lot about how he's like his own worst critic, how he feels like he owes something to his fans who like helped him. Yeah, you know, get to where. I he mean, he is on rhyme sayers. All those guys, I feel like, are very, very <laughs> excellent, thoughtful, yes, and deep, and sometimes overly know. critical of themselves, take themselves too seriously. There's some newer artists on rhyme sayers like that. Was it proof? I, I don't think he that. takes himself very seriously. No, that's like, <laughs> no. I'm talking about the older guys, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Blueprint. Yeah, like obviously Slug. And Aesop like, Rock is now on that since yeah. Def Jokes collapsed. Obviously, Aesop's that fits, yeah. fits perfectly. Aesop. Yeah. yeah, Aesop's like in the same camp as Dage Francis for me. Like, tries to be too. Uh, I don't know. I'm a huge Aesop fan. Did you guys, did you guys hear is... the Malibu Can album? Yeah. yeah. The Aesop and uh, they actually just tobacco? dropped a new uh, video. New video mm, yeah. this week. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that yet. It was. It's a. It's like an interesting album. Like, I, I can't hate mm. on it. It's grown on me. Yeah. Like, I didn't really like it when I first heard it, but like. I don't know how to go back and listen to Impossible Kid, and the more I listen to that, I'm like, all right, I still really like Aesop Rock. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm a big like Aesop Rock. Nerd. I got to share a uh, back to earlier when Caesar and I were talking, but uh, I got to share a Mickey's Forty with Aesop Rock. <laughs> I opened up for Aesop Rock. <laughs> oh yeah, all because I have he likes my Wu Tang Do you guys want to like go around in a circle? I Instagram Eli. Yeah. <laughs> I smoke weed with Red Man and Method Man. <laughs> you Ooh. win. You win. I Fuck. Win. <laughs> Sean, I'm I'm not gonna partake. <laughs> Come on, flex your hair. You guys I are know. cooler than me. I don't have <laughs> any cool meeting hip hop. I saw Brother Ali in Australia. And really? I, I went backstage. Talib Kweli told me to buy his album once. That's kind of that's kind of a buy my album. I told you. Me and Johnny were so excited. Is that Stoney's? We're like, hey. So did you do it? Did it work? I mean, I already had it. So it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I was like, all right, Brett, dude. Dude, thanks, guy. I'm fifth cousins. KRS one, one time, me and Johnny were super lost in the sauce at KRS one show at GSR, and we were finishing like all like he was like stopping and we were finishing, and he like stopped and was like, "That's what I'm talking about. That real hip hop love. These guys know what I'm talking about." There's only like 30 people there. Me and Johnny right in the front. He was talking about me and Johnny, and then like we got picture with him and his autograph afterwards. That's awesome. Dang, dude. And it was just me like. Finish, like being all wasted, just finishing this. Like me and Johnny, just like rapping along and then finishing the songs. Yeah. Uh, my KRS One story is like when he played uh, up in Tahoe. I like stayed because there's like VIPs get to stay there and like meet and greet and stuff, and I didn't leave. <laughs> so my drunk ass just you stayed made there. Yourself a VIP. Yeah, with, and I was there with like Shady Brady and shit, you know. And then me and him had probably like people were pissed because like isn't that the one where he stopped the show because he got mad at MT, like the cameras or something? It was like you might probably have, the sound man. Yeah, he was, yell- no, he was yelling man. about MTV. It was the radio station. Yeah, or like the radio station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I think, and then like we just chilled because he always talks about like creating a hip hop city. And me and him talked about it for like 35 minutes and everybody was fucking pissed because like they wanted to meet him and we were just fucking chatting it up. Wait, Good job. Caesar was dominating conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I flex. And very rare. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, hip hop city. Well, should we talk about world news, Caesar? 
Trump and Trudeau. Oh, so <laughs> Captain fucking Cheeto Fingers <laughs> got super. This is how bad. This is he's so soft. So the, the other day, it was behind the scenes like Trudeau was making fun of Trump, and like everyone saw it, and like it was caught on microphone. So then he canceled a ple- press conference and left early and flew back to the United States. Then when he got here, was talking shit about Trudeau, and then like he's just it was super. He like said something dumb, and then he like two seconds later backtracked like he does. But then, like later on, a mic caught him bragging about, like, "Did you see how I made fun? Like, would you see what I said about him? Did you see what I said?" <laughs> called him Two Face. Yeah, I called him Two Face. I love it. You still see Sean's face when he does a Trump yeah. impression. <laughs> uh, what does my face look like when I'm talking about Trump? <laughs> it gets orange. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes go down. Uh, yeah. So our that. Uh, meanwhile, no, he's about what, to get impeached. <laughs> There's so many mm-hmm. L's yeah. he's taking, he can't, he can't run from them all. Was that a real picture where, like, the helicopter blew his wig off? I don't think so. But, like... I wanted to be real. I wanted... It's, it's, That's it's, not real. It's I wanted real. so bad to be real. It's real in my eyes. <laughs> Is that fake news? That's fake, fake news. Still, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Speaking of fake news, what's Singapore doing about fake so news? So, Singapore Caesar? rapidly passed this law to stop all fake news. And you might think it's beautiful, but it is the government obviously using things for their benefit. So anything now that gets put up by like a you know a newspaper, or a journalist or anything like that and they deem it's fake news, like the government really isn't doing that, they could take it down themselves. Damn censorship. Mhm. Propaganda. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about how the local <laughs> radio station K-Wing is playing uh Democracy Now. Super excited about that. That shit's cool. Tom's been so excited to be able to play that. That, that, that is was not like, fake news. Yeah, that was like one of their main, like, ever since the first time I met him, like three years or two years ago, two and a half years ago, he was like, yeah, eventually we want to have like 24-hour programming and we have like stuff like Democracy Now, like bringing informative. Because Amy Goodwin's the boss. Mm-hmm. And, but like just informative, like news, old school news reporting without like a bunch of fucking editorials to the people like as he's like as a community state radio station we feel like that's like important Mm -hmm. like that's our one of our goals as part of being communities to inform and that's always been their goal so like that's why i've been super excited that Mm -hmm. since they gone 24 7 that they have that even though when do they i can never listen to it because i'm at work okay yeah it's like what time is it at it's like 10 in the morning or something it's like 10 to 12 yeah i'm at work but it's all right man some people out there yeah listening to it and then what's the next one? China requiring people to... AI, dude, facial recognition. We've been talking about this for a while because who do we say got in trouble? Like a few weeks ago, someone, uh, the FBI got in trouble because they were secretly doing this and then the ACLU found out about it and they filed a law- lawsuit to get them to stop collecting data. But the the for years, the FBI has uh, been illegally getting people's facial recognition and putting it into a database. But China, of course... Mm-hmm. Is super excited about this. Yes. And all these companies here in America have been helping them develop this technology. And the technology is super biased. And, like, with people of color and women, especially women of color, like, up to 40% of the time it's incorrect. But, yeah, now they're requiring every time you get, like, a new phone or, like, a new device that requires a SIM card, you have to put in your face in there to use it. So now they're going to have a 
But Even in China, like to go to the grocery store and check out, they have facial recognition that is linked to like your bank account. That's just mm. so scary. It's like that episode of uh, Black Mirror where they have like the social score. Everything mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. back to everything. <laughs> like it, it, Black Mirror. I mean, it is the modern day like uh, Simpsons? No, um, Twilight. Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah, where all this weird shit that and it's the based smart off people know is going to happen yeah. is happening, and it's based off some sort of fact you know just yeah. read your uh your privacy notifications when you get them mm-hmm. from your apps i'm like proud of you for getting page. off facebook uh monica like i mean i'm, I'm still on instagram <laughs> but i mean at least you like put your foot down yeah do you have a twitter no well i do but i'm never on it but twitter has taken action yeah the, pretty cool. the mm-hmm. difference between twitter and facebook is pretty amazing they won't do any political ads yeah, yeah. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that when they made that announcement. Mm-hmm. But uh, fucking the the thing about the China thing that makes me mad is like companies here in the U.S. are the ones provide like helping them do this because they're pumped about it. They want this. Well, they're right now there's no it. like legal anything for any companies here. But GDPR that passed two years ago in Europe, which is data protection for consumers. That's coming here in the next couple of years. Hopefully. So. I mean, I'm sure there's a fucking Republican think tank writing its legislation against it. Mm-hmm. No, it's, I mean, both Re- Republicans and Democrats are like pretty aligned on protecting consumer data because they Good. see how far it can go, like in Hopefully. China. Yeah, I mean, it's a slippery slope into a police state from that point. But no politicians know how, how technology works. No, no. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, we learned that when, they have fucking, an assistant. The, when the guy who in Mark Zuckerberg was trying to explain how Facebook was different from Snapchat uh-huh. to that fucking senator. Now, that's everyone's grandparents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has uh-huh. no idea what a cloud is. He's still looking for a real server mm-hmm. in the Ukraine. <laughs> they're like, hey, they're hiding it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> a physical fuck. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like the, <laughs> it's just like when he mixed up the like coyotes that like that are people that bring people across the border with actual coyotes. <laughs> he made a speech about how they had fucking coyotes that they that border patrol had to worry about. Have you guys seen that meme about him having like an invisible friend? Is that true? Is that's, that fake news? That's, Mike, that's real. News. Mike is convinced that he is going fucking uh, like seeking Senile. further into dementia. dementia. Yeah. He's we like, had a oh, whole yeah. argument about it. I mean, not argument, but like discussion about like, I'm like, I know, man. Like, I agree. Like, if you look at the symptoms on WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> I think he yeah. and Kanye are on the same meds. That's why they're friends. Mm-hmm. They got the same doctor. Yep. All right. Well, they definitely got that same, <laughs> the fucking, I'm rich and <laughs> yeah, no one tells is. me no enough <laughs> shit. Someone yeah. just needs to fucking like beat the shit out of both of them. Yeah. You reach that many Physically zeros. And mentally. The commas. They both got that. No one's put me in place in way too long. Look, and no one can. It's kind of like on Silicon Valley how that guy made his liquor the three commas. The billionaire club. It's like a super trooper. He's like, back in the day, we just take him outside and find the shed. <laughs> What's the name of the restaurant you like? What shenanigans? <laughs> Uh, digressing uh, Amazon one. effect what's the Amazon effect so it's like with like climate change and everything like that but but the Amazon effect everyone going through Amazon and everything coming in a cardboard box and now that China stopped um, getting our recyclable stuff now there's gonna there's so much cardboard out in landfills and stuff like that there's India mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our recyclables go to India yeah. now too mm-hmm. but it's just like now that we have no place to put recyclables because we used to send it all to china oh because of 
uh, torpedo stupid fucking trade mm-hmm. war. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. crazier than that is people do not know how to recycle in the United States. So people from overseas will not accept our recyclables because mm. it's like dirty or mm. not the right type of plastics yeah. or whatever. Like, or they don't, don't take the time how. to properly separate it because it's too expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. But that's what's fucking up now, our landfills. So. I mean, I know several that's people so. personally who fucking, despite my hardest <laughs> efforts to get them to recycle, don't. Yeah. But it's like you should know what is. I mean, I've been recycling right since the fucking eighties. Yeah, like mm. in, I grew up in California. Like mm. recycling is super strict there. You can't you recycle learn. a plastic bag. Like that's not. Recycling. I, I mean, you know, you know how many conver- you know. How- <laughs> 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 you know the arguments I've had with certain people. About- can, you, can, can you tell me? Can you finish the sentence? Just ex- trying to explain what you can and cannot recycle, and trying to designate different areas to place recycling and where they need do you know how a battle it's been for me the last I few years I feel like waste management has such a monopoly on Reno like they yeah, that's should also have this PR mm-hmm. effort on what to recycle if you live company. in Reno look at the top of your recycle single stream garbage can mm-hmm. it shows you it tells you what numbers to look for everything like mm-hmm. it's cut it's black and white you gotta have it on your smart fridge though <laughs> I, I think look, that's the key. To look inside so it separates. It. I can't wait for people's smart fridges to get hacked. Like in <laughs> Silicon Valley. Just oh, and they're all just the playing fridge. no, they're all just playing porn all the yes. time. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was a good <laughs> Silicon Valley is such a good show. You know what? That show's falling off. Do you guys it's watch it? Off. It's falling off. But it's uh, also the last season. So yeah, like I feel like, like they're just like recycling. Mm. It's every it's like every other episode there's some crisis that threatens the company. All I know is that Jared fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I describe as Russ? I said Michael Bay mm. is basically Russ from fucking <laughs> from fucking Silicon Valley. Uh, Have you seen the newest episode with Russ Fest? No. Yeah, dude, that's so good. It's but it's it's almost like getting to like on like entourage. Some little thing happens, and by the end of the yeah, episode, like, it's mm. like but it's like so mm, yeah, mm. it's just out of control. But the AIs when they put the AIs together, that one's a good one. Yeah. It's like now they're just fucking up into like mm-hmm. solutions. Like they try their hardest and like their super logical try hard mm-hmm. thing fails. And then like the thing they fucked up on ends up saving them. That just happens yeah. like every four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good synopsis of the show. Yeah. But it's the last season, so. Yeah, I've been, like, no, I've been watching Silicon Valley, Watchmen, and The Mandalorian, and mm-hmm. Rick and Morty. I've been watching Mrs. Fletcher, which is pretty funny too. I, mean, I watched the first mm-hmm. episode, but I haven't. I just finished Money Heist. Netflix, that was that good? super good. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And then we watch Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just watched Virunga. Have you guys seen that? It's a documentary. Yes, on, on the 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 gorillas, gorillas in Africa. Oh my god! I watched that like so three years intense. ago. It was it, yeah. I like couldn't. Wa- I had to break it up because it was very intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Michael Bay, is going to be one on Netflix. More explosions and cars and shit. Fuck him. Did he do Bad Boys? <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, look, Google, and the new Bad Boys is coming out. So. Google, I'm excited about that one. Google Michael like at the game basketball game the other night. I was showing Alex and Braden. I was like, just let's just Google Michael Bay and look at his Google images and tell me this guy isn't a douchebag. Also, he's gross. Like, yeah. Oh, we were talking about like the, all the shit with like how he was like Megan googling Fox. Ma- Megan Fox mm-hmm. and like basically fired her because she. Like denied his advances, and look at all because he didn't want to fuck. Look at all those movies too. Uh, mm. That what are they called? Transformers. Transformers that came out, and she's just like this teenage sex symbol. Mm. So gross. and they were all trash. So yeah, yeah they suck. Okay, but um, um, Mandarin <laughs> questions time. Sure. All right, let's end up with 
let's let's do this and wrap this this shit. Up. All right, let me see. There so, they are. All right, first question. We might, and these, you guys have been here before, so I apologize if we've already asked you these questions before. But do you prefer cheeseburger or pizza? Cheeseburger, if it's from Royce. Okay. I'm going pizza. Cause from? Like, ooh, I like Noble. Noble, okay. Uh, pizza, pub and sub. The classic. Mm-hmm. All great, all classic answers here from, from them. Uh, next one, favorite bar? In Reno. Public house, because they used to have Buck Hunter, but it's <laughs> dead Broken. now. It's dead now? But I'm going to buy him a new one, so it's okay. Since, since you're a champion? I feel like, I thought you guys are so serious, though. You got, you can't use the old school one. You yeah. got to do the HD I'm gonna one. We're going to get the HD. Oh, are you going to get the HD one? Do you got to connect now? Yeah, you got to connect to get your points. No, do you have a connect? Like, do I have a card? No, because like you're like a buck hunter, you know. They don't have it on home. I have a, a player card that I go and. They don't have it on home it. consoles. Mm. You can't play it at home. You have to no. go to a sanctioned place. But since you went to Vegas and you know you got a no, they go know. to uh, what's it called? Archie's. Is that where you go now? Mm-hmm. Okay. They have better sites than uh, Flowing Tide. Yeah. Do they still have those crazy uh, steroid chicken wings <laughs> where they're like this big? They're so good. They are good. <laughs> they're so good. And they're just like on. They're, they're like. All, they're all wet. I'm like, these aren't from Wait, a real chicken. Wet. Wet. Yeah. <laughs> moist. <laughs> they're moist. <laughs> oh, what was the question again? Bar. Favorite bar. Oh. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink a whole lot anymore, but um, I go to Whispering Vines because <laughs> I'm old. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Tentor. Tentor is cool. Mm-hmm. I like Tentor. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, solid choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say either Public House or Pinion. Okay, solid. Have you been to Pinion and Sparks? No. I have. I have. It's I pretty have, cool. I like it, yeah. When's Sparks the last time you guys up? were in Sparks? I live in Sparks. I go to the movie theater. I go to the movie theater. I go to the movie theater there because you can reserve your seats. So, you know how we went, we went to Craft uh-huh. and there was the Asian guy with the beanie on? He works at the Pinion and the Sparks. He's out of control. He has too much Actually, energy. I, because Samantha lives in Sparks, so we, we go to Final Draft sometimes out there. And that's right by my house. Uh, and I that felt place, so uncomfortable. That place is so right. shitty. Where is yeah. that at? It's like. It's, it's Sparks. Sparks Boulevard, but right? Sparks and Los Altos. Yeah, yeah way yeah. deep. That's, yeah. But it's basically like a warehouse with like, cha- like tape. Like, it's all they it's have a- in Sparks, <laughs> so they pretend like it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I don't go there, so it's, it's not awful. that time. But I did go to the new Imbibe at the Legends. Is that game? It was good. Like I like him by beer in general, but the bartender was super nice. The building was nice. I'm not gonna lie, I go to Shields just to go. Yeah, and and hang out. Now that they have like it's, they don't actually brew beer there, but having a tap room is super nice. Legends is cool. Yeah, I never go there. I I do drive by it because my brother lives in Sparks, so I go there. Levi's out. I enjoyed my. Yeah, I get the jeans, the Nikes. I got like and, a pair uh, of jeans for 12 bucks. And Converse. Crazy. I only go to three stores. And yeah, that's it. I go to the Vans stores. Mm-hmm. I got Bath and Body Works. Yeah. <laughs> if no. you have time. That's <laughs> good. You might not. Maybe. Home Depot. <laughs> Close. Go <laughs> yes. Fa- all right. Favorite restaurant in Reno? Ooh. Dang. Come on, Brad. This is all you. Not, well, it depends it on be what type me? of food, I guess. Yeah. Correct. Like, brasserie's really good for Americana food. Okay. Bangkok cuisine, probably Thai food. No arguments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like Tofu House. Tofu House is good. I haven't been there. Like, just their soup is just, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, if I need some soup, Tofu Fo House. Pho 999, which is out on Plum. 
Plum, Plum and Kitsky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've that's, heard good that, things. That's a good one too. I like the one down. To, is it still there? Seven seven five. Seven 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 or seven seven seven. That yeah. one's yeah, there. Yeah. I like nine 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 more though. That's classic. Yeah. I like Usually, Plaza Maya too. Plaza Maya. Plaza Maya. They're going out of business. Really? Already? Yeah. Already? It's because mm-hmm. the street tacos are so cheap. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I forgot the, like the buildings being sold or something, and they're selling the building or something, and they're not. I don't know. If they're they're not relocating. Because they charge eight dollars like for chips and sauce. <laughs> Beto's is a classic. Mm. I like. I, su- I really like Speedy Burrito lately. Yeah. Ew, gross. Really? I think as far as Mexican goes, I like Chewies. I love Chewies. Miguel's. Chewy's is really good. Their food is high quality. And the owner? He'll He's so nice. is good, too. He's so nice. Chewy's yeah. is like, yeah, and the owner's awesome. I, I, I almost go there because <clears throat> I like the owner so much. You want to support him. You know? Shout out to La Fuente <laughs> and Antonio's. <laughs> same owners. Oh, La Fuente and Sparks. And Sparks. Mm-hmm. Antonio's Classic. And Antonio's is legit. I like that. We talk, wait, were you with me? We talked to the owners one night. They're from Chicago. They're mm-hmm. super cool. Antonio's, same owners as La Fuente. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. De Leon just opened on California. I heard that. Uh, I go there all good. the time. I like it. Also very good. Yeah. Their yeah. carnitas, bomb. Their salsa is hella good. I almost so went there good. last night. but And it's cheap. I went to Pola Pokey instead. <laughs> Super burrito. Can we dissect uh, that a little bit? I, don't I said speedy burrito. Oh, no. okay. Speedy, speedy. Speedy don't, burrito. Don't oh, Super okay. burrito is way better. Whoa. Super burrito is like some hot, there, some hot takes going on. If you live in Reno and you don't love Super Burrito, I don't really want to. I feel like Jim Boys are going to go fast food. Yeah, I like Jim Boys over Super Burrito. I really? Love, mm-hmm. I love Jim Boys' tacos because they're the, tacos. They're the best the worst Parmesan, tacos. <laughs> right? Yeah, Dude, the best worst. Who I the fuck does that? I think it's salsa at Super Burrito. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Could good. I, I get the rumble bits there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go I go to Speedy Burrito now yeah, on Wells. Biggest burritos for the price. Well, and they, uh, everything's fresh. Like and those guys are legit. I yeah, like the They're owners cool. are super good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. All right. Next <laughs> question. Uh, last artist you listen to? <laughs> Brother oh, for me, it was actually uh, K Flay. I was oh, listening to it on the way here. Mm, nice. I just love K Flay. Uh, yeah, we went and saw. We won Sar. Yeah. With, did you go with us to that show? I don't think so. Oh, I With bought Brad, you guys tickets. Yeah, Brad yeah, took yeah, us Brad. to go. He's like, yeah. I got it. You guys got to ch- check this out. And she's great. Yeah. K Flay is great. And I'm not going to turn down a free show. My students were making fun of me for playing her the other day. Like, what is this? So I was listening to her on my way here. So that was the last artist. Right. I listened okay. to. I actually was listening to Brother Ollie on the way here. Okay. I think mine was probably Earth Gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to a. What did I listen to this morning? Oh, uh, Ruben Blades with my baby this morning. Some Latino shit. What is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Some so, salsa. He came in talking. He's like, we mm-hmm. do some salsa. So, yeah, he's like Ruben Blades. He's always like an actor. He's an activist. He's from Panama. He's like an awesome fucking dude. And um, he, I listened to the one where it's him and like a salsa band. Is he like Mr. Worldwide? Kind of. <laughs> but yeah, like Ru- like Ruben Blades and like one of my favorite bands, like Latin, Latin bands, Mana, they like play a bunch of his songs all the time. I do like Mana. Yeah, they're so cool. like they're influenced from him too. So Ruben Blades. I was listening to Apollo Brown this morning. Yeah, that was that was in the shower. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we'll skip this one because it doesn't apply to you people. So we'll just ask the last one. You, you people. people. Oh yeah, what does that mean? Jeez. Let's hear it. Yeah, it, it's, it's a compliment. Trust me. <laughs> uh, so this question nah, if you could know. have dinner with three other people dead or alive oh, who would it be oh god I hate these questions dead or alive yeah mine were like I had an outlandish one who'd I had like say? the aliens who built the pyramid was one 
Uh, Biggie. Conspiracy theory. Don't get me into that, Caesar. I will talk your ear off on that. So then Sean got a little salty, but I was just like, you know, I'm I'm thinking about trying stand up comedy, and like one of the jokes I'm writing about is fucking how stupid the theory of ancient aliens is. (laughs) Yeah, but I got a flip theory, but you probably still won't be on. Yeah, so mine was like Biggie aliens, and uh, I forgot I forgot my last one. I think I I love that it says aliens. Just aliens. (laughs) Whatever they were. Let's have so so. Speaking of that, the homie Big Handsome, he has a friend. So to you, Jesse, you're probably listening. He has a friend that works for NASA. Brandon, um, Jesse, I don't. Know. But like, okay. so he has a friend that works for NASA, and he's like, he's like, they're finally gonna release information that that we're that there's is aliens and they're among us in like twenty something because the public will be ready for it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. Because the public's not ready now, you know? So, like, they're going to give it more time. We've all seen Watchmen. That's what we need to mm-hmm. unite us. Yeah. We've been ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. This is a hard one. I know, like, Badu, <laughs> David Bowie. Oh, I like that combo. I don't know, like, Bill Nye. I'm going to go f- just for the bees, man. You guys are going to have to smoke <laughs> some yeah. of the fucking Badu, <laughs> Bowie, and Bill Nye. Bill Nye and I have the same birthday. That's what's up. I'm so going to go Bruce Lee. I have the same birthday with that fucker, oh, too. Barack Obama. And finally, Snoop Dogg. Hmm. Okay. This is so hard. <laughs> Barack and Michelle Obama have been very popular. Very, very, from yeah. People. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, then let me change my answer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would really love Better to have Did you know yet, Monica? You better not do it. Barack will cross you up. I know two. <laughs> so I think Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Because yeah. he can educate. That was close. The that table. Bill Nyard. China from WWF. Really? Her? Because she was. A Didn't she die? She did die. Yeah. But, but Caesar said dead. that she could oh, be dead. Oh, dead or alive? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, Bruce Lee's dead too. And Bowie's dead. Yeah. My bad. And I think maybe <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Did you guys see the latest uh, Howard Stern interview with Hillary? She just mm-hmm. opened up about life and love. So I think she'd be pretty interesting. So Hillary about. Clinton, China, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Yeah. Wait, why China? Can you? Because she was my favorite growing up. Didn't she marry Triple H, right? Yeah, in, in real life? Uh-huh. Wasn't she a porn star? No. Yes, she was. I she did. No, no, porn star. no, I think, no, she, no. I think she, she did porn. She did. she did porn. No, she, she did, did porn. porn. No, she did porn. <laughs> <laughs> All the guys are chiming no, in. No, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, believe me, we saw it. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> But also, if she did, it's that's okay. totally okay. Yeah, it's you okay. can be strong female. Whoa, but it wasn't okay earlier. When Rhapsody was, when Rhapsody saying, was doing porn. If you're trying to talk to Rhapsody about doing artistry, so if Rhapsody and China would have been on the same podcast. They can have separate podcasts because they're both females who have layers. I mean, I don't really know who China is. I didn't follow wrestling. Uh, did you follow porn? She was so strong. I, I don't know. What was, that era wrestle- what was that era wrestling called? I forgot what it was called. But it's called an era now. WWF? Well, like, but that era with, like, China. The golden era? It's, like, something else, like, the Attitude Era. I fucking stopped paying attention to wrestling in 1992 when I found out it was fake. Probably 91. But that's why you watch Actually, it. Ni- that's 1990. You watch it because it's fake. It's, it's like a lie. It's 1990 was the last time I cared about professional it's, wrestling. It's a soap opera. I watched yeah. the Ric Flair documentary. Sorry, Cam. Woo! <laughs> the Nature Boy? Rick Flair is amazing. Can't yeah, do it. That I was beautiful. I can't pretend. <laughs> that was it's such harmony. Brad and Ian in <laughs> harmony on that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Michael K. and Ernesto. Uh, all right. Okay. So what are you here, guys? Top three. <laughs> I already said aliens, Biggie, and I forgot the last Sean, one. Okay, Sean, Sean didn't chime in. Um, 
What did I say? I said Socrates, mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin, yeah. and Tupac. Mm-hmm. All philosophers and poets in there. Tupac way. before he went crazy or after? But you know what? I mean, <laughs> I would say 1994 Tupac. Okay, I so might before. even switch Bill Nye with Tesla. Ooh, Elon Musk? Ew, gross, really? Oh, or Nikolai Tesla. Oh, why? Or Tesla, the, the German Musk? scientist. No, no, Nikolai Tesla. Nikolai Tesla. Tesla. Oh, okay. Yeah. The death like ray? Elon Musk. Yeah. No. Okay. He got screwed Tesla. over by okay. fucking Thomas Edison. Yeah. Thomas yeah. Edison's a douchebag. You know, that, a that's douchebag. a good call. Sorry, I, I think Tesla is my... my Nikolai Tesla might be a good choice. Yeah. Okay. I feel one like the, Tesla Edison, that's like a, one of the nerdiest, that's a Iron Man too. <laughs> yeah, one of the nerdiest <laughs> things I get into with my students is like teaching them how like Thomas Edison was a douchebag, and Nikolai Tesla's the real, the real, <laughs> the real deal. deal. He's the r- true hero. Do you, do you teach him that he was assassinated by the government? Who? The kids. Tesla. Who? Nikolai. No. Oh well, then you're not teaching the right thing. <laughs> he doesn't he d- teach ancient aliens. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> first, and first of all, he died penny like they didn't have to fucking kill him. They just got sc- Thomas let Thomas Edison screw him over and took all the money and credit for all of his inventions and gave him nothing. Made him crazy. And then he went slowly into depression and died. <laughs> True. Well, it wasn't even a conspiracy. I guess if that's what you want to believe. Good old yeah. fashioned capitalism cool. worked. <laughs> All right. Number one pet peeve: people lecturing me on history. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's what seat salt's here for. Like, like, like some some like brand new history teacher came up to me and was like, "So, like, blah blah, blah like, do you teach your people, like, your students about like blah 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 and blah blah blah?" I was like, "I knew about that when I was a kid because I listened to hip hop. You dumb fucking bitch!" And I get out of my fucking face and never questioned my ability as a teacher again. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. That's just what I thought in my head. <laughs> I was like, I've been teaching for like eight years. You, This is your second year teaching, and you're asking me if I know what the fuck I'm talking about? I already knew this shit before I was a teacher. Sean is way more woke. Mm-hmm. I was just, yeah, I was just so mad. <laughs> He's been I'm like, I know I don't teach that because not true. You have no idea. I had a student teacher last Tell year. Us. Ask me if I taught my students about like how the true Africans were brought here by aliens to like pass down knowledge and it was like slavery was like a cover up for Did all this. Did you say sh- a teacher asked you if you A student this? teacher. Oh, a student teacher. And he didn't want to send me the information about it via work email because he was afraid that like it was being monitored so he wanted to send it to my private email. Did you send an email to his teacher? I did share with his lead teacher <laughs> that I had some reservations about his ability okay. to effectively <laughs> teach the students, yes. Uh, I had another teacher come into my classroom when I was teaching them about 9-11, like the history of 9 like what happened because the kids weren't born. And he came in and said the whole thing was completely a false flag thing and went on this huge conspiracy theory like rant. With things that I then watched, spent 30 seconds showing videos that disproved his well, conspiracy YouTube theories. YouTube has all the answers, though. I know. YouTube University. You know, actually, one of the saddest things I've ever experienced, two years ago, I was in New York City, and we went down to Ground Zero for 9-11 for the, the big event. And it was closed off for like the public because it was just for the families of, of the victims. And one of the saddest things like I've ever experienced is like walking through that and seeing all the people that were protesting it, saying it was a government cover up. And, you know, it's like these families. They're paid actors and shit. Yeah. And it's like these families are trying to grieve like something horrible really happened right here in this very spot on this day. Mm -hmm. And you guys are standing out here screaming about it's about it. That's how you know our society has failed. 
but it's sad. I mean, like I was genuinely. It's like, the same super thing sad. with this, the like Alex Jones, like the people who protest the Sandy Hook survivors, Sandy Hook, yeah. or like the Vegas shooting. Like, I know people who were there. Like, you're telling me, like, my random friend who was just going to a concert for the weekend is a paid fucking actor. Yeah. And made this shit up. That's fake news. That that's that right there is how you know our society has failed. Mm-hmm. It was just heartbreaking. Like you really, I would look to my left and you really see grieving families, and you look to your right and it's people holding signs because they saw some bullshit video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I have to wait. Yeah, I have to spend hour like hours every week debunking crazy conspiracy theories. Like, no, that really happened, or no, that's not true. That's just what like, yeah. Like I, I was talking about the Felix Buttongardner jump, and the first comment was a flat earther denying like that, that this was all a fake. Yeah, the internet is like a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. And for young people, it's definitely a curse. I spend so much time just like showing them like that's not true. Like that's just and they and they're like, well, I, like let me show you the YouTube video. Like, I'm not watching the YouTube video. Let's go to the internet and we're gonna find the facts about this that disprove your video and explain why that theory is half like based on no logic. It's just someone made it up. That's we why almost need like a core teaching, class. yeah, digital like li- literacy is so. Important. It is. It is a thing like that is now specifically taught, mm-hmm. but like also though they don't give a shit because they they're sitting at home watching it on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so unfortunate. Yeah, because like when it just really hits you in real life. Because like think about it, when you're a teenager, if you discover something on your own. And then you go to school, and then your teacher tells you you're gonna be like, "Fuck you!" Like they don't, they don't fucking believe me. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the dumbest. Like I'm so stupid in their eyes. You and your degrees, right? <laughs> like I'm so dumb yeah. and don't know what I'm talking about ever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we've all been there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we were. Those it's kids. it's way worse yeah. now though. Like that's what you, I said. Like when you were texting me the other I day, I know, and I keep thinking about that. We've had like, several. That's conversations. two thousand percent true. What you were saying, yeah. I'm like. Dude, that ha- is like the crux of AI and algorithms. Like you can just funnel like news and information into like a silo. Pro- like, let's oh, call it what it is. You believe you this funnel propaganda you that reinforces this, people's show you that this current is all events. That you believe. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and like and like you get it at work all the time. They're like, "Oh, did you see that?" And I was like, "Because we got this email where it was like Disney Plus got hacked or whatever, right?" So everyone's like, oh, we got to change our password, da, 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 But I was like, no, you don't. It was just people that they had their email and their password from another source. And they tried it in their Disney Plus because people don't change their passwords. So, and it was working for a handful of people. Right. Yeah. And then so people thought it was hacked. Bro, we get emails like, once a week mm-hmm. at the district right. warning us of different phishing scams that people inevitably fall for. Yes. But that's We're like, like cybersecurity. That's not artificial intel- intelligence. They're like two different threats that people have to worry about now. It's like there's AI that feeds you bullshit that's going to change point your is, mind. But my point is if they can't even if they can't even see the real tricks that like people are doing blatantly, mm-hmm. there's no way they're smart enough to discern and like pick apart what the AI is like programmed to do. That's the thing. If you look at the history of marketing going back to like the 1920s and the guy who invented it, it's so insidious. It's so, it it like has origins in like mind control manipulation. It's so fucking terrible. You don't want to know what Google knows about you. It's, it's crazy. You know too much. Like the entire like concept of marketing. But it's not is just rooted. Google. It's like all the smart TVs you have, the Alexas that you have. It's all the smart devices that feed data to. That's why I don't have any. 
Yeah. Well, like everything you've Googled, like I have it on, like, like, it's on a when server. I, when I found out that was, I, like, I had that thing for a month and I stopped using it. But, like, you can use Firefox, you can use DuckDuckGo. Like, there are other platforms for searching that you can use other than Google. But if you have an Alexa, if you have a smartphone, like, your data is getting served up to so many different platforms mm-hmm. that get sold that you have no idea. That's why about. those ads always, they, like, We'll be talking about something in the ad shows up. And it shows Dude. up, yeah. Like I, I've never like I've never day. Googled it. Yes. And it shows up. You and guys, I was that's like, what I do in my job every single no, day. No, and that's why I keep saying I'm it's gonna all, win the lottery. It's like an all <laughs> the the scary part is now it's so automated and so automatic that like people don't e- like the people who created it don't even realize so like no one realizes how like evolved it's gotten. It's your persona. It's like mm. you're building a persona online and mm. that's what it gets marketed to. Yeah. Sky, Skynet's here. That's Cambridge yep. Analytica. Uh, Jamie was sharing some thing about boots that she was going to buy, and then day later they showed up on my ads. Yeah, I shared a. I shared like a she was meme. talking to me about it. I yeah. shared a. Mm-hmm. I shared a meme on my Instagram the other night, and the next day uh, there were. T- I got like ads for T-shirts that had that same meme. Yeah, that's basic, like mm-hmm. digital marketing one hundred and one. So it's retargeting. Well, crazy shit. Yeah. Skynet's out there. Skynet's still not giving up my Alexa. <laughs> Skynet. Al- Have Skynet you guys Al- seen Al- like the the semi trucks that drive themselves mm-hmm. by themselves? Yeah, yeah. And it's been happening for a so, while now. Mm-hmm. Cool thing about work this week: I gave them a current <laughs> event. One of my students for her article picked up the one about the self-driving trucks mm-hmm. and the automata- automation of jobs, and she was like, "Oh my God, my grandma works for UPS. Like, if that if this happens, like, what would happen to her job?" And I'm like. First of all, I just like I was like, oh my god! In the light bulb, you saw her have yes. the light bulb. I saw in like in as we talked, I saw the fucking light bulb in her eyes. Go, I'm mm. like, yes, this is. I'm like, I talked about Andrew Yang and like basic income and how like that's night. I'm like, you should look up all these things because I'm like, all these. And then I was like, all these jobs are going to be going away in the next twenty years. So what are you going to do if there's no jobs to be had and everyone has a ro- every job's done by robot? How are you going to make money? But there are different stats, though. I mean, some people say, like, yes, automation is coming, and automation is already here, but you need people to fulfill other jobs that automation can't do. So, I mean, there are different... It does, but the thing is it just gets more and more efficient. So, like, less people are needed for these jobs. But you need people to, like build those kind of algorithms you need people to build those platforms you need people to and that's but what also we, that's what we were talking one person about could build an al- algorithm that fosters but also the, but that's not robots. necessarily true no but like the what i was talking about with her i was like are you learning the things you're going to need to know to be able to do these jobs mm-hmm. working jobs with robotics are changing. It's not yes jobs are going away. like are, are, are you learning how to code you're not getting taught i'm like this is what's wrong with education you're not being taught the things. You're not taught the critical thinking and like the technical skills you're going to need for like these jobs. Statistical analysis is one of the top skills that all young people should learn because that goes into like learning how computers work, learning how those kind of jobs work. Everything's based on data now. Mm-hmm. Everything's based on data. Like from sport, like analytics, from sports to like entertainment is taking over, and they don't learn anything. It's a it's a fucking elective. No one takes that. You don't even take stat and probability in high school. I did it in college, and I did fantastic. And that, but yeah, that led to a whole conversation about like what education should be like, mm-hmm. and just talking to her because she's like fifteen. I love sophomores because she's like fifteen, and she was so and like she found this problem, and she got so interested in like a twenty minute conversation. 
So I'm glad, yeah, you brought that up because she, like, it was on CNN and she found that article. Dude, the Frontline documentary that just came out on AI, it's really good. I'll have to check that out. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Was there anything you guys f- forgot to talk about before we go? I think we're good. Any albums, anything people should listen to? YG Tut. I forgot to talk oh. about YG Tut. Listen to some UK rappers too because, like, it's awesome out there right now. If you're still listening... Mm-hmm. For being a hip-hop nerd like we yeah. are. This is like our third or fourth episode like this in the last mm-hmm. year. Every every few months. Because this is the culture, and then this is our culture, so we don't give a fuck. Yeah. We'll just talk about it all day. Well, thank you guys for coming mm-hmm. on the show. Thank Monica, you. Ian, and Brad. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. Thank you. Your con- contributions are greatly appreciated. Yeah. Because, you know, you guys are nerds about this like we are. Mm-hmm. Take it even more seriously in some cases. And it's good to put it like... Sometimes because we yell at each other through text messages sometimes, you know, and it's good to put it on wax and just sound to the universe. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. uh, make sure if you're listening, go and uh, subscribe. Leave us a a review of the podcast wherever you uh, consume your podcast. Yeah. Don't forget to tell your mom, your cousin and your, you know, sister, too. We're kind of uh, heading towards a break. You're probably listening to this. We've already ended season two. We'll be back sometime uh, in twenty, early twenty twenty, with season three. Yeah, but we definitely need a break to like recharge and recalibrate mm-hmm. and like improve some things. And it's holiday season, so Caesar's a fucking baby. I got a baby that I, you know, take to places where she shouldn't go sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have business meetings at bars. Yeah, and it happens, you know. <laughs> and she's asleep, and it's good. So until next time, just keep listening. To Up and mix. Check us out every Friday night at K Wink. From 9 to 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, support local bitches. Yeah. And then um, don't forget to go to upinthemix.live and check all our other episodes out or anywhere where you guys stream your other favorite podcasts. So this is Della Photo saying salute. Peace. Peace.